The Cleveland Moto Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped Lawn Mower 4.0. All right, guys, it's another episode of the Cleveland Moto Podcast. We're at episode number 343. Light them up. <laughs> and tonight it's like, light them up. It's like, fuck that. We got Mai Tais. We got all kinds of drinks. We've been making cocktails, uh, riding little bikes, all kinds of weird shit. And we're outside on a beautiful, gorgeous night in Cleveland, Ohio. Perfect. You couldn't ask for better weather than this. This is it. Not really. No. And there's no mosquitoes. There's nothing. It's just fucking perfect. Haven't been bit once. It's awesome. Uh, I'm just going to give a quick uh, roll call. To my left, coming down from the mighty shores of beautiful Michigan. Chance. Chance rode down here on his Harley Davidson. That's right. My sports for 1200. Your governor sucks. You said he, came, he was coming from Vermont, and I didn't get the joke. <laughs> you didn't get the joke. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you came all the way no. from Vermont? No, at this, he, at this point, I'm not coming from anywhere. The title, <laughs> the title came from Vermont. The title came from Vermont. The license plate's somewhere between Michigan and here. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's here to Toledo. It's a little it? narrower than that. <laughs> Yeah. So you're rocking a very fashionable packaging tape and right. Sharpie marker number. Yeah. Completely legit. <laughs> <laughs> what year is that, 1200? 2005. 2005, yeah, that's fucking great. How many miles are on it? Uh, so right now it's at about not much. It's only like 24. Wow. Yeah. 24,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That um, one we got for James, that 03, mm-hmm. when it showed up at my shop, it had... 3,100 or 1,800 miles on it. And the guy hated it. Like, he hated it with the passion of a thousand sons because it has never, it's like from the day he bought it, it never ran right and his dealer wouldn't give him any support. The dude is so pissed off and he came in, you know, we're not going to discuss how much I traded him a bike for it for, but it was not much money. But we put an hour and a half of labor into it and James had been riding that thing like the town bike since we got it. I can't sell the bike now. James, James has got a soft spot for twelve hundred Harleys. It's weird. Like, how do you like it? No, I love it. Well, so you know, the last couple of times I've been down here, I rode in on the uh, that Suzuki, the VS eight hundred. Yep. And uh, yeah, going up to the twelve hundred is nice. Um, I would wait. So when we say Suzuki VS, can we ever say VS eight hundred uh, without anal saying intruder? Volusia. <laughs> is yours a Volusia or an intruder? Uh, it's the boulevard. It's yeah. the boulevard. Yeah. So it's the boulevard. Cause they did that. Like, look, we all just, we all just have to say when Suzuki was calling those motorcycles intruders. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, there's some point where he's like, yeah, you know, I got an intruder out in the garage. Episode one, <laughs> 17. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go sit on my intruder. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. How will I know when your boyfriend gets here? Oh, he's the one with an intruder. Well, he's not coming to my fucking house, you know, but, and then they switched it over from intruder to Volusia and they kicked it to Volusia and nobody could pronounce Volusia. So like people would see the word Volusia, get confused and they were like, oh fuck it, just call it a boulevard and put numbers in front of it. Is this from Eastern Europe or something? The Volusia, which of course, you know, in our country, what are we going to do? It's the Voluser. And everybody, everybody knew that a Volusia was just a boulevard that didn't... I got one of those right over here. (laughs) (laughs) But everybody knew a Voluser was just a boulevard that didn't have fuel injection. Because when they started putting fuel injection on it, they gave up the name Volusia. And that that was how we at the shop shorthand, when somebody's like, oh, I got a Suzuki 800. I'm like... 
fuel injection. Is it a Volusia? <laughs> it is a Volusia. What's the difference between amnesia and Volusia? <laughs> I forget. <laughs> you, you don't know where you're going as opposed to you know where you've been. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but so that's pretty cool. And so how, so you, did you stop in Toledo? Uh, yeah, so I got gas just outside okay. of Toledo. Right. Yeah, I just got west of there and filled up, and it was still there when I got you gas. You had a license plate. So, um, <laughs> yeah, no, well, so the reason I even have Vermont Place is kind of a long story, right? Uh, oh, this is the place uh, for it. Yeah, so <laughs> I ended up buying that Harley last fall yeah. because the Suzuki, you know, that was my first bike. Yeah. I rode the shit out of that Yes, bike. you did. I mean, I put, I think, 40,000 miles on it. <laughs> And now it's currently in pieces in my garage. I'm in balls deep in my first top end rebuild. Nice. So, um, worn piston rings, uh, yeah. cam chain. <laughs> that motor owes you nothing. So, <laughs> um, well, that's in pieces. So yeah. I had a buddy, well, Brent, the guy that yeah. came with me, IMS a couple Absolutely. years ago. Yeah. He has family friends with some guys up there in Michigan that are real, you know, big into vintage bikes, rebuilding. Mm-hmm. They got a bunch of seventies BMWs. These motherfuckers have a Vincent black shadow. They're rebuilding, right? These what? guys are legit. Yeah. Good for them. Holy so, shit. So they had this Harley for sale for like right. three grand <laughs> for a 1200. And the Suzuki was in bits. I hadn't right. rode all summer. It's yeah. 2020. Nothing's fucking going on. So I came up on it. And it was, you know, too good to be true. But here's the kicker. They didn't have the title. Ah! So it's like, I got to ride. So right. last year, if you're listening to this and you're with the Michigan State Police side, <laughs> don't listen for a few moments. But so last year. Uh, Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, <laughs> someone just happened to put those Suzuki blades on my bike. Of so course. I could ride around. Right. Yeah. But, so this year, I felt like my luck was running out. So, But it's perfectly legal because you transferred the gremlin bell from the Volusia. That's right. So it's really <laughs> the bike. You just put a few extra parts on your gremlin bell. Paperwork means nothing. Yeah. The gremlin bell has got a proper 17-digit VIN. <laughs> it's not the same bike, It's the same, but it has the same soul. It's the same right, gremlin right. bell. Ah, um, nice. So no title. Yeah. So um, lo and behold, they have this bike because it's a salvage title from California. Okay. All right. Uh, someone they knew was like, you know, some some young girl had it, right. dropped it, and like it broke the one of the nuts on the steering stem. It broke an expensive part. Yeah. Right. Insurance just said no. So they welded it back on. Right. It looked great other than that one little piece. <laughs> Uh, so I bought it without the title. It gets my better judgment. Yeah. I knew it was going to bite me in right. the ass, but I did it anyways. Right. It's too good to be true. So he knows we're recording. So since it's <laughs> on a salvage title, yeah. I decided the best route to go after hearing it actually on this podcast yeah. and then doing some research is the Vermont player. Yeah. Yeah. So sure enough, had the sheriff come out, do the VIN inspection. Yeah. It's not stolen. Good to go. Right on. Filled out the paperwork, sent it to him. Yeah. Five or six weeks later, plates in the Here mail. comes your license That's plates. Right. So, and, now and it's everybody's gotten, like, it lasted all about three months. And now it's somewhere on <laughs> State Road 2. Yeah, but you got the documentation home, just yeah, order another yeah, plate. Yeah, I got the registration. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, here's my new dilemma now yeah. that I want to ask you guys. So, I've got the salvage title. Yeah. I've got the original title before the salvage. Oh. And now I've got my Vermont registration. So, if yeah. I want to go into the Michigan DMV, what do I bring in? What's my well, I know I know what I'm going to tell you okay. is if that you have the original California title, mm-hmm. the, that California title may be branded salvage in California. But if you have a document, it doesn't say anywhere on the title. It doesn't say salvage anywhere on the title. Well, that's what I was thinking. It sounds to me like you just bought a motorcycle last week from this girl from, uh, you know, California right, right. and may or may not paid twelve hundred bucks for it. You know, it's a little rough around the edges, but mm-hmm. I'd go for it. Fair condition. 
Fair conditions. Three stars. Right. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of three stars. What did you bring us tonight? Ooh, I brought us some plantation. Yeah. Ooh. Johnny Mac had a call out a couple weeks Thank ago you. about wanting Thank some you. rum, and I saw yeah. it. I'm like, all right. And sure enough, so I looked at the bottle. It said three stars. This is it. This is the perfect Plantation bottle. three stars. <laughs> that is the perfect, perfect, perfect rum for our podcast is Do Plantation three stars. Do not let Steve have any of it, please. <laughs> Game on. But we've been, we're making Mai Tais with it, so those are going down pretty good. Uh, so fucking great, man. So cool to see you show up today. I And again, I didn't, I didn't check the Cleveland Moto Gmail email because I've been Wait, so busy hey. all week. So you showed up and I was like, oh shit, Chance is here. Yeah. Like, that was weird. And then I went and looked at my email. I was like, oh shit, he totally <laughs> well, told me he was coming. It was only a couple days ago. Yeah. I was like, you know what? It's so nice. Fuck it. I'll ride down there. And if they're not doing the podcast, Beautiful. I'll just, you just hang out. to ride down here. Yeah, that's true. I, I totally approve of that. So that's great. We're thrilled to have you here, man, again. That's so yeah, cool. Thanks for having me. To your left. Dan Kropke. Dan, you rode your Vespa tonight. Yeah. By accident, we, uh, we're going to talk about this in the podcast, but by complete and utter accident, this has turned into a bit of a scooter podcast. We're going to discuss that later. But to let people know, when you ride that Vespa in here, how far is that, do you think? I don't know. It's a, it's about 25 minutes, yeah. uh, 25, 30 minutes. Yep. Uh, I don't know, miles-wise. And are you riding it on the freeway or are you riding it on surface streets? Sir, I don't get off the freeway usually. Because that's a 150cc Vespa. I was right. going to say, if you're riding that thing on the freeway, we got to talk. Yeah. But I was hauling a TV on it, so. You did. You had a, you had a, we have TV, a, extra have drag. A television on the back of the Vespa. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Excellent. Really appreciate it. Yep. Going to a good home. And uh, so that's cool. And uh, we're going to talk about what kind of bikes we've been riding around, too, because that's, that's been fun. And to his left. Uh, Steve Sleepy. Sleepy, what'd you ride here tonight? Uh, Z900 RS Cafe. But, I have to call attention to the podcast listeners. You did not show up empty-handed. No. So tell the friends and the listeners at home what you showed up with today. Uh, I brought myself and a backpack yeah. and a title for Renee to sign. Of course, as and you do. I brought a vape ariser for Dan. Correct. And I brought an entire weed plant for Steve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, now, wait a second. In case the podcast listeners were to get the wrong idea and think that you brought like a Ziploc bag no, with no. a weed plant in it. No. You brought what what I would buy at a hospital to give to somebody who was in like with a broken leg. Right. It was like a proper potted plant. Right. It's like a got a proper like six inch pot. Right. And then it's all wrapped in beautiful paper. Working at a, a 280 uh, acre greenhouse has its benefits. <laughs> <laughs> This thing showed up on the desk in the back, and I was like, oh, somebody brought Renee flowers or something. Something weird is going on. You could probably UPS this thing anywhere in the world if you wanted right now. <laughs> it looks so legit. I'd be like, okay, what is this, like artisanal tomatoes or something? Right. Heirloom tomato plant? That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Over on the yeah. way home. It's 100% a fucking tomato plant. Right. If you get street till the light shines through it from behind, <laughs> and then you see the leaves. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, if you got pulled over in that, it's so beautifully wrapped and like so beautifully put together, I would completely believe you were taking home like tomato. a some kind of really cool plant for your wife or I something. I got this from Phil's grandmother. It's, she's 99 years old. She's had the same tomato plant for 75 years. Brought it over from the old country. This isn't a Buckeye tree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, here's so anybody's listening, and if you happen to partake in in, in the wonderful hobby of of growing medicine or anything like that. Right, exactly. Right now, there's a thing. So basically, they nobody can tell the difference between a CBD plant and a, a THC plant. Okay, all right. And they'd actually have to test it. And most police departments are not going to fucking bother with trying to test. Uh, it fair if enough. You have one little. Fucking Especially in most states where it's become no longer a criminal offense. Right. Yeah, right. What is the law about that down here? Well, I have I have my card, so I am right. a, I'm a legal medical marijuana patient. 
Right. But I'm only allowed to vape or buy it from dispensaries. You're not allowed to. Grow and I'm your own. A, I'm a legal medical marijuana caregiver. Right. But so. since since Ohio <laughs> is so stupid, like when you go to a dispensary, one half gram cartridge is fifty eight dollars. Right. Jeez. And it's just like fuck yeah. you, man. I'm right. growing my own shit. Right. Fuck my yeah. dick. Yep. Can you buy bud? At the store? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. but you're not allowed to smoke it. You're only allowed to vape it. They just call it flour. So, so you just, if you're yeah. standing there and you're vaping in front of a cop right. and you have your lay there, cool. If you put it in a bowl and smoke <laughs> it, he can then beat you and then take you to jail. That's how stupid it is. But I can buy as stupid. much yeah, I can yeah. buy as much flour as my mom needs. You well know? you're allowed isn't it like every six months you're allowed so much. It's crazy. But it's like one point two ounces a it's day or something. An impossible yeah. quantity. Like, I'm my wife and my wife and I sat and we did the math. Yeah. And it's an astronomical amount of marijuana. Yeah. It's it was I'm going to say that it's not more than I could smoke, but it's more than I'd be willing to spend money on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, it's stupid. It yeah. Is it is way too much weed. But hey, that's the way the law works, right? Yeah. My one buddy was talking about he goes to some Indian reservation in upstate New York yeah. or something. Yeah. And they've got Afghani hashish. Oh wow. The gold stamp, like He's yeah. like, yeah, they bring it in in canoes from Canada. Canada. <laughs> like, <laughs> bring it in canoes. Well, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? It's like running I, bear. You always, I was always like, I can't believe that you could just wear a burlap sack and walk through shit and get this, you know, hash, whatever, right? Right. So I have a plant, or allegedly have a plant in a tent that's pretty much budding <laughs> and doing stuff right now. Right. And I saw like a dead leaf way in the back, so I shove my hand back there and I'm fucking reaching in there and I get the leaf and I pull it out. And my whole arm is like. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I I bumped into something. It stuck to my arm. I have laundry <laughs> hanging off of it. I'm like, holy shit, man! You've been glued, dude. That's yeah, sticky. Yeah, That's very yeah, sticky. Yeah. Fantastic. So, yeah, and very cool. You man. have a scratch and sniff arm now. <laughs> and then uh, a return for us. Now we 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 basically told Chris if he came to the podcast, he could recollect the cooler he brought us at AMA Vintage Days. Right. But then he showed up on two wheels, so I don't think there's any chance that monster. Oh no, clears. you're taking that fucker home. <laughs> you gonna wear it like a helmet, right? <laughs> Strap it to my back. Set it on the seat, and you sit on top of it. So, what'd you ride tonight, Chris? My AK550. The AK550 has been modified. Every time I see you, that bike gets cooler. <laughs> it changes a little bit each time. And, and, and we all got to ride it. And holy fuck, is that a good scooter? Man. Yes, it is a good bike. That's a yeah. Harley Davidson scooter. Bullshit. It is way better than <laughs> Harley Davidson. No, but it has like that chug. It has like a Harley chug. It's got the. Oh, it's, it's got, got what the they call slink. Torque. Yeah, and it's got the. <laughs> But that rubber, yeah. it has that feel. Like because that rubber the, the belt. final drive is a belt drive. Yeah. It's not an enclosed transmission like a scooter. It's nope. a proper belt drive like the Aprilia Mana was and, and other stuff. It's crazy fucking powerful. Yeah. And like it is the, the kind of a bike that you're like, oh, it's a big heavy scooter. I know what these feel like. I've been on a Bergman before. I've been on a Silverwing. And then you crack the throttle on that. And then you're like, oh, it has two different modes. It has orange mode and blue mode. Tell the folks the difference between orange mode and blue mode. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right, like. Well, and here's the thing about your bike that almost fucking freaked me out. He has um, the wrist reliever, yep. the little throttle rocker. There, yeah. But it's like fucking at like 12 o'clock. Yeah. I think he's full throttle all the time. So uh, me, I've never ridden it before and I'm trying to be cool and I don't know what the torque is like. Right. My hand's on that thing and it goes like this and the bike's like. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, man. he's got carpal tunnel syndrome. Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly yeah. it. You can go right. from England to France. That's just right. one shot, carpal one shot. tunnel. Yeah. So so that there's a mode button on the side of it. And when you punch up the mode button, it goes from, I like to just say the two modes are rain and yeah. everything. Yeah. Right? And the rain mode, the rain mode's the blue mode. 
Rain mode is the orange, orange mode. mode. Thank orange. you. The range mode's rain mode because that would seem like it'd be the other way around. You, would, you would think yeah. so, right? Like warning, like right. hey, right? You're gonna get exactly. Blue for off. water. Blue for water. Orange for orange is obviously faster. Come on, baby, so, light my fire. Yes, orange for fire. But it's when you put it in power mode. <laughs> when you put the thing in power mode, it's like giddy the fuck up. Oh yeah, it's a really really peppy bike, man. But you do not want to do blue in the rain. I'm telling you right now, like. <laughs> <laughs> new asphalt and whatnot because they're doing roads everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I hit the throttle one time because the car was coming over and I hit it and I almost went down. Yeah. Almost we, just sideways on me. We had a person pick up their AK-550 today. And uh, this person's last bike was many, many years ago. And uh, she's a bus driver for the city of Cleveland. And she defined, she said, I said, well, this is, I just want to let you know what you're in for. This is the world's fastest motor scooter. Oh, yes, this is not fucking around. You have to approach this with a certain degree of respect. I'm not, in fact, I'm not, I'm going to give you the one hour tutorial and briefing on this bike, but then I'm going to tell you, don't just jump onto Lorraine Road there and expect to just rip on home with that guy. Um, I usually put him on a little side street here. The side street's a cul-de-sac and I let him go down the cul-de-sac where they can get to know the bike. There was a gold-colored minivan, like a Dodge minivan, parked outside of George's Automotive Center today. There's now a pumpkin-sized dent in the back left corner of that minivan. <laughs> Our mechanic said he was going for lunch, and he saw the bike on its side with the back tire spinning. Oh, jeez. With the, with the girl? The new, AK? the new AK? Literally minutes old. And so I was just like, holy shit. I'm going to tell you guys, if you've ever bought a bike from me, you know that I spend some time with you. We spend some time talking about what it can do. We spend some time talking about basic safety fundamentals. You look where you go. My favorite quote is, look at the tree, hit the tree, look at the car, hit the car. Right? I said all those things to her. I even told her to walk it down the sidewalk to get to 165th and then take it down and enjoy the cul-de-sac as many times as she needed to. Target fixation. Target fixation. She looked at the car. She hit the car. So now there's a pumpkin-sized dent in the side of a Dodge minivan. So we're going to assume that she stopped and found the owner and discussed things and traded insurance information. (laughs) Because, of course, she did. She's a good Christian woman. Yeah. Because anything else else could probably impede her career as a bus driver. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So that's... AK-550s are not fucking around. No. That's a a sporty-ass bike. And it sucks to do an oil change on. Yeah. <laughs> and thank God somebody finally made a video. <laughs> right? How to do it without taking off all the fucking plastic. I've had so many people calling and they're like, so how exactly do an oil change on this? And I was like, well, and now there's a video. Thanks to you. Well, you can drain it fucking easy as can be. Drain yeah. it's no problem. Right. You know, trying no, to get that filter. Trust me, if you get the plug out, it drains. Uh, right. Now, where does it go? That's the other question. <laughs> oh, that's just it, right? It just goes into the belly pan. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You're bending that down and hoping it comes off. Yeah, that's what John every day at work when he's draining it. Where does the poo go? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is all harassment. This is all documented. Yeah, just just so you know. Did I tell right. you, since I work in Oberlin now, yeah. every time I take a shit, I put a little note that says, Hi, John. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Just flushing Lego people. <laughs> I'm just eating Lego people. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that sticks to the pipe. Can I eat, <laughs> eat greasy minifigs? They only come out after a big rainstorm. We get them all. <laughs> a jar of peanut butter and a minifig. 
Yeah. You make a game and treasure hunt out of it. Just pieces of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> got show up. Build your own character. You know, John, I'm going to send you a free motorcycle over the next year. <laughs> One piece no. at a time. A monkey bike. I want to see if. Okay, so I want you to get a fishing pole with a bunch of monofilament. Oh God. And and flush your turd down and, and just let it go. And just let it run out. And I'll watch for it. Right. 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 Yeah. Drag shoot that motherfucker. The whole there it goes. Way. There it goes. Hold yeah. on. Hold on. Yeah. I got it. You can tie cans on either end. Yep. That's it. You can talk. Through the sewer system, <laughs> <laughs> and when it jams a pump, it can go down in there and clear it out. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to call it Ohio Belly; you call it Ohio Smell. Yeah. Just, side note: they actually do that in prison. They actually what? use the toilets to fucking talk to between levels and whatnot. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, water carries sound, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, they they get all the toilets emptied and they fucking have conversations. <laughs> this is the strangest <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching a documentary. I'm like, you got to be fucking bored out of your mind to want to have a conversation to a toilet. If you wouldn't have said documentary, I was like, wow, Chris is a little fucking more hardcore than I thought. Yeah, right. yeah you know, there's a lot of time Always, on your hands. Right? He's in cell block three. Right. Fucking. That's how they get their Sunday sermon. Everybody has to. They sit around the can. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and two Chris's left. Johnny Mac. Johnny Mac, you rode tonight. No, you didn't. I don't really. Not, a, not the podcast. Not the podcast. It's too close. We rode Sunday. We rode four fucking hours both directions. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Yep. And then to his left. Steve Hoffer. And wait, you bought a bike. I bought one that was because sold by you. Because it's a day you. that ends in a Y. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bought a Simba that you sold to the guy that. Well, let's just clarify. If it says Simba on the side, I sold it. Right. So I don't think anybody else in Cleveland was selling Simbas. And I, so, and I think I bought every Simba you've ever sold. I'm also pretty sure that you bought every single Simba I've ever so sold. Wait, so when they when they had a product launch, they do the whole like, I'm in Mahana. They should have. What I can say is the guys that were importing SYM to the United States yeah. missed every fucking cool opportunity. <laughs> because like. They could have had the lion holding they that fucking done, thing up. Like, they hey, could have hey, done so hey, much hey, cool hey, shit. Like, hey, they <laughs> yeah. never made it. They never made it awesome. Like right. with the bike, like the Simba, which, you know, there weren't, I mean, the super cub didn't come back out yet. No. The Simba was the super cub, 110 CCs, unkillable. We rode it on the dragon. That shit does not fuck around. It's faster than a super cub. Yes, it is undoubtedly faster than a super cub and actually holds its, holds its head pretty high in the dragon. It, unfortunately, it doesn't have foldable pegs. So Dustin and I and Shane, we had them on the dragon one year and I had the symbol leaned over to the point where I was just <laughs> painting fucking purple or purple and black stripes around the corners because yeah. the fucking pegs don't fold up. Right. But the bike would corner all the way down to the point of impact. No problem. So there's a really good bike. I mean, so. And it's got, this one's got all, this guy bought every accessory. He bought every accessory. He got the that, bench seat. Right. Yeah, the bench the seat. And the rack for the front. You, those are unobtainium. The rack is unobtainium, and putting the bench seat on is seven and a half hours of labor. And now like, it finally has never the, the ultimate job. asshole accessory. <laughs> <laughs> sitting on the seat. <laughs> Nobody ever looked more hardcore than Steve sitting on a baby blue Simba. Right. Because in case any part of that wasn't Camaro enough, right on. I love yeah. that color, too. It's the best color. It is. I was yeah. driving back from New York when the guy said, when I had already made the deal. Yeah. Because I made the deal when I was in New York, and I kept on telling my wife, I hope it's the blue one. I hope it's the I blue one. I hope it's the blue one. Oh, you didn't it even was, see it or anything? No, the guy called me to fix it. Yeah. Because it was a friend of my friend's. Yeah. And I gave him a price of like 
200 I said like two to three hundred bucks. It wasn't even a fuck you price. No, it, it was, was very a very fair. It was a decent price. Yeah. And so when I he texted me, he waited like three days and he said, I'm giving it away. <gasps> and I <gasps> said, I said, well, I tell you what, don't give it away. Right. I'll give you three hundred bucks for it. Right. Yeah. And the guy said, How about four hundred? <laughs> and I said, Let's just split the difference. How about you give me, how about I'll pay, how about you let me pay you 200 to fix it? Well, I'm just saying, and then once it's want properly it fixed. fixed. Right. Yeah, yeah, but what a dick. Like, I'm going to give this away for free. How about 300 bucks? No, he's going to donate it. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not going to take something like that because I knew it was a good, I mean, it only had a thousand miles on it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. At a thousand bucks, you still would have been fine. So it's it's. I would have given I would have given him fifteen hundred bucks for. Now it. that's crazy talk, Steve. That's just crazy. talk. I like that bike. I know you like the bike, but come on, man. They were twenty six ninety nine, brand new. <laughs> wait, wait, do you see what he's gonna ride in the twenty twenty two fucking uh, motorcycle the cannonball. cannonball? Yeah, I think we need to. I think no. I, I the rules. You guys are gonna talk about it, but keep in mind. I know where his brain was because as soon as I started watching that video, I was like, I know Hoffert's just there trying to think about what motorcycle from 1928 or earlier, <laughs> yeah. right? What 1929 or earlier is the weirdest, most obscure bullshit powered by a washing machine engine <laughs> yep. bike that he could find. Well, he was bummed that the Veracar was there because then he's Nericar. like, the Nericar. The Nericar, sorry, yeah, Nericar. The Nericar, yeah. Didn't have horsepower. Dude, yeah. that dude was so... The guy that had the narrow, yeah. we can talk about this later. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's fine. But seriously, not joking around. I knew that you were already in, like, I must conquer this challenge mode. I, I knew it. There was just no doubt that you were going there. So, well done. So, we are <laughs> going to talk about, so since we can do our, the world's heaviest crash segue. Yeah. So, um, tell the guys. Tell the listeners what kind of a fun event you guys did. Well, so Saturday I hit up. I was trying to find it because I was kind of, I painted my house all day Saturday. I wanted to do something Saturday night. I was hoping to go out for a little ride. So yeah. I sent, you know, our group text. And I said, hey, who's riding? You know, anybody at the bar or whatever. And Hoff said, you want to go to Napoleon tomorrow and see the fucking cannonball? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. Okay. So at that point it was, it was done. I didn't know John was coming at that point. So I had to get up at six. I was going to meet Steve in Oberlin at eight, which means I have to leave at seven. Got there, and then he was like, oh, yeah, Opie's coming, too. Right on. And so then John got there. We all left. and, and, and uh, we I didn't left. say it. <laughs> no, you texted it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so we went, and uh, we you know we rode. It was a really beautiful day. Perfect day to fucking Perfect ride. Day. Perfect yep. day. Uh, nice, like, two-and-a-half-hour ride down. And then, I, to my understanding, I thought we were trying to meet up with the 1920-guy racer guys. You know, and like kind of come up on them to go to the next stop. But what Steve had said is that he has some friends. So we were looking for a group of Harley riders to meet up with. So at, you know, probably two and a half hours in, about 30 minutes away from Napoleon, we ended up unbelievably finding the guys and meeting Which up Which is insane. Them. Yeah. Well, the odds of that happening are out of control. But I knew that. So the whole time I knew something was up, though. Right. Because Steve never goes over 55, maybe 60. And he stops 175 miles before stop signs. Right. But he was doing 90. And and not really stopping very often, and I was like, something's up. You so were, you I were, was calling him Roy McSquinney. <laughs> <laughs> we ever I, I can verify that ride we did out to Twin Oaks. Steve never went over fifty. <laughs> 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 he likes to really milk a ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah get the most yeah. out of it. Yeah. So, but yeah, so we went down and we got there, and uh, and and like I thought it was going to be like seven motorcycles, nine guys standing around. Oh. You know, a couple guy with a beard going, "Yep, yeah, back in my day, I had ten of these." 
There was like a 1,500 fucking people there. Oh, yeah. 100 fucking vintage bikes. I think the actual number was 88 that actually were there. Oh, right I day. think 100 started. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or something like that. And there were some on the trailer. Speaking of crash segues, though. Yeah. There was yeah. a beautiful, with an Indian. Yeah. With the front end just <laughs> uh, potato chip, the oh, front man. wheel and everything. Yeah, it looked like a straight taco. And like the only way they fix that is hammer it all back out because there's no extra parts for yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly Make it. a new one. Right. Yeah. The best the best part though is that on the trailer they had like like kill like yeah. kill Indian, strike marks. Like strike the trailer marks, had Harley the trailer strike, had Norton, kill, right. Norton yeah. Indian, 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 Harley, 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 Harley. Exactly. Yep. So so uh, quite a few distinguished motorcycles spent some time on that trailer. There yep. were no Hendersons. No, no, no Hendersons. Right. Yeah. But like it was weird. So it was a whole group it was a dichotomy of people. Like some of the guys really got into it and they got the vintage shirts and jackets and yeah. pants. And other guys looked like fucking the Vizioso. Oh, no, there were some definite guys wearing leather top to bottom. Yeah. Full technique racing suits, you know, awry helmets. Yeah. Like, these guys were dressing for the crash, not the ride. But you're, you're <laughs> only going 50. So I don't understand. Well, again, have you ever fallen down at 50? Yeah, I mean. It but sucks. If, so, well, listen, But if you had a period correct leather jacket and pants, you'd be okay. Eh, I don't think you need a fucking racing suit. With- I, look, look, need? Maybe not. All right. Look, I drive a lot of shitty cars where I am the crash zone, right? <laughs> if you see half the shit I drove to get pizza in today, yeah. I am the crumple zone. But I put my seatbelt on, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. as dumb as it is, like, oh, I'm so concerned about neck injury. Are you kidding me? My knees are going to go through my fucking nuts. There's <laughs> no way I'm surviving a crash in that thing. Your right. neck will, will survive. My neck will survive. Is, that's right. all that'll yeah. survive. Yeah, I'll be a neckoplegic. Yeah. yeah, that'll be it. It'll be a head in a jar. That's it. But um, it's it's pretty cool. So like we were talking to a bunch of guys and I didn't expect, I didn't make, I didn't want, I didn't know I was going to make a video, but I always take a camera, like a always. little something with yep. me. Just I'm glad you did. You me did too. a great job. Yeah, that was yeah. a well, great video. No, that's all right. But I mean, like, but it just happened. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was just there. We were there. It was perfect. It was perfect. But like yeah. talking to all these guys, these fuckers are on the road for like 18 days yes. or 17 days. Yeah. They're doing 300 fucking miles a Most day. Most people don't have 10 days off of work. No. So I don't and these guys are taking 18 days to ride incredibly inappropriate equipment. Well, right. Tiny. Right. Most impressive things. Yeah. Were the tiny chicks riding these bikes that oh, yeah. were, I mean, like what, the girl that the R52, Japanese girl. Yeah, yeah, R52. Yeah. She's like, must weigh 90 pounds. Yep. And they can tool it in. And the one on the Henderson, yep. one on the R52, the right. one girl on the, uh, that Harley with the, the wicker sidecar. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah and she was like, it's comfortable. Cool. I have pillows in yeah. there. She's like, yeah. it's like lounging on the porch. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except for what's happening one foot to your left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that's happening one foot to your left, the occasional piston might wander through. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's it. Well, and the other cool part was, so like, you look at people that are like, you know, riding motorcycles these days or just getting into them, right? Right. And, and you know, they're like, oh, uh, I think, I think. There was a drip of oil by the, right. by the oil pan. Yeah. And I'm yeah. a little worried because uh, I changed the oil and I'm pretty sure I tightened it, but I, it seemed to have an oil drip. No, right? these bikes have a seven diaper a day habit. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Like, like uh, the, the class of people that are riding now would yeah. have no interest in these bikes. No. Like, the reason that they're not rusted hunks of shit right. is because they've been covered in oil yeah. for 100 fucking Ooh, years. It's a 100% like, oil bath. They, yeah. they're, they're riding in 
and the guys from the dealership have <laughs> arms full of cardboard. Running, and little they're just kids. running and like they're tossing the cardboard. They're doing concrete the, preservation. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, but, but, that's Camaro. <laughs> so, but, no, but they had to because as soon as they Bullshit. stopped, it was a fucking constant pouring. I love oil. it. I would have, I would be telling my friends about that for the next twenty years. A one hundred year old motorcycle made that Pissed fucking right there. spot right yeah, until, wanted, right. until all their yeah. other fucking Harley guys had just spent thirty eight thousand dollars on a fat bob come in and slide sideways <laughs> across the fucking parking lot. Even better. No, no. Right? That's how you can tell it's a real Harley Davidson dealership. <laughs> but the dude was explaining. So the the guy we talked to quite a bit. Yeah. And his uh, wife or his significant other or whatever were riding uh, Hendersons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they had open valve trains yep. and, and uh, whatever. But he's explaining how, yeah, and yeah. he said the, the little the rock arms are, are wearable parts. Yes. Oh, yeah. So he's explaining how the Harleys have to ride like 40 to 60 miles. And then? And then they have to add... Four ounces of oil. oil. Oh, it's a, it's a squirt. It it's a squirt. squirt. Yeah. yeah. It's a so they squirt. add, but they yep. add four yep. ounces of yep. oil. They have to dump the other one. Because right. it's a total loss. Exactly. Yeah. And he said that the Hendersons have a standard crankcase that, you know, right. they'll so, change the oil, but they their oil doesn't have to be changed like until the next, until the end of the day. Well, I, I was, I found it interesting. I got to actually stand there while the, the young woman or, yeah. or her husband was riding another Henderson. Uh, but she basically just went back in her little back box, yep. pulled out a little oiler, and she was like, click, 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 yep. went down the right side of the bike, various two two drops here, two drops here, two drops on each rocker, and that's what all the, I mean, your valve train, that's how it's getting oiled. And, and a couple Hen- drops of oil and every time you stop. guys, for spare parts, the one dude had a box of spring. Yeah. And so his one valve, like when he came in, his bike was like, and he was like, oh, yeah, my valve stuck. Hold on. And the, the, the spring broke, so he uncoiled this thing, put a new spring on, right. did it, kicked it again. Now it's running. Now high. it's running great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's fucking crazy. Like but, valve adjustments are real easy. Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, speaking of valve, pretty adjustments, much do it in flight. Yeah. The second place guy. So the points is you know based on your time, right. Your mileage, but you are also weighted heavily age. on the age of the bike and, and the, the age, age of, of the, the rider. Operator. Yeah. yeah. So the leader was an older guy on a 1909 Harley Davidson. Right. Yeah. The second place guy was on like a 1912 or something no, like no, that. You got it backwards. No. The Indian, Indian was 1909. The Harley was 1914. Okay, but it was the 1911. 1911. Yeah. But it was the Indian that had the atmospheric valve. Yes. So you're talking an atmospheric valve. There's no rocker. There's no nothing. nothing. <laughs> it just has a very light spring, and whenever the piston draws vacuum, the valve opens and yep. lets it in. And lets it in. And this oh, guy had man. And they said that they've never had a bike finish the race with an atmospheric valve. No, why would it? Yeah. <laughs> why and the cool part was the one guy was so jazzed. The two guys that were in the lead. Yeah. He's, the, he's the guy in the the white and black stripey thing that right, I talked yeah, to on the video. Yeah. So him and those guys were in the lead, and he was so stoked that it was an Indian versus Harley, oh, just yeah. like the old days. Is you know, like, loving yeah. every it second was a of single that. speed, pedal start, belt drive, and yeah. the sprocket in the back. Oh, giant! Was this, size of a dryer drum? It was yeah, this big. Yep. And it was so cool when he started. He said he gets on it, he's pedaling. He's like, bah, 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 bah. well, that's the, you know what it reminded me of. Did you ever watch that movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang when you yeah. were a kid? Yes. All these bikes sounded like that. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while, it made like a. <laughs> it was the right blend of Willy Wonka and yeah. Willy G. Yeah, I expected bubbles to be coming out of the fucking exactly. tailpipe at any time. Man. But, you know, the operation of these bikes is such that they a lot of times are like holding the bike back because yeah. 
Like with that belt drive system, yeah. you have a leather. Oh, that's, yeah. that's your and clutch. To, to start off, you give it till it starts dragging, yep. and then you leave it there, yep. and it's pulling a little bit, and then you let, you know you let it go. Let the bike catch up to it. You can stop, and yep. it'll drag and yep. everything, but it's still dr- pulling all the time. It's such a contraption. Yeah, and then the dudes, like so, like some of the guys have been doing it for a while. You know, you're talking. A couple guys I talked to, they don't want to be on camera, but they're they're talking. You know. Yeah. And the one dude had a belt around his waist, yeah. and it wrapped around twice. Yeah. I'm like, what's the story with that? And he goes, oh, he goes, that's my drive out. belt. Yeah, and he pulled the end. He didn't take it off, but he's right. like, if my drive belt breaks, I got another one. This is the right size. Here's yeah. the holes, and I have a riveter in my bag. Oh yeah, he does. I have a new belt. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, man. They were talking that so far the race has been all pretty much flatland. Yeah, absolutely. But now they're looking at going down through the mountains and everything. So where North- is this race going to end? Florida, I yeah, thought. Yeah, I thought yeah. he said Florida. So when you consider there is a bit of terrain between here and Florida. You know, you think Cleveland to Florida, it's the flat part of America. But we do have, you know, the edge of the Alleghenies and Appalachians mm-hmm. that they've got to go through. So, yeah, there's some well, elevation they got to the deal guy, with. Yeah. Him and his buddy, the one guy had a Henderson was a three-speed. Yeah. And he was stoked about the hills because he's right. like, I fucking got gears. I got gears. So the buddy who builds all the bikes. I was going to say, I noticed the one guy, he's a famous motor builder for Henderson. Yes, he and he's 24. He's yeah. been doing it since he's 13 because yeah. of his dad. And he builds Henderson Motors, and he's the guy, and we always joke, we're like, if you ever know a really good car mechanic, like a guy who's an ace car mechanic, I want to tell you how you can tell him. He's driving a $300 car. Yeah. So like an ace car mechanic is always driving a $300 car. It's just the way it works. Everybody yeah. I know in my life who's ever been a great car mechanic is driving a car. You're like, come on, really? Yeah. But it's, it's called the cobbler shoes. It is the cobbler shoes. That dude's running a one speed, one speed, nine speed. So it has Heinz. one gear yep. to go from idle to maximum velocity. Yeah, it's zero to sixty in four hours, but it's one speed. But it's one speed. Yeah. It's a zero. Yeah. It's a zero. So <laughs> I asked him if you watch the video. I asked him. I'm like, so when you get to the hills, what do you do? He goes. Get to repair and get a good run up. Yeah, get a good run up. Absolutely. Yeah. Because exactly. What do you do to start when you're on a hill? Yeah, I don't know. Come on. You don't. You go you don't. back the other way and get another run at her. Yeah. Oh, what a mess. Or you'd have to sit there and like slip your belt forever and, until and just, smoke comes out. Yeah. I, I can't have a even feeling because that other guy was like his his fanboy. Yeah. That, the other guy. I have a feeling that there's a rope somewhere on that guy's bike. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's probably true. Yeah. That's the tractor beam. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the. So you got three gears. I got one gear. Yeah. So well, which means you got two gears for me. Yeah. <laughs> it all depends on what the rules are, though. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, are yeah. you allowed to have help? Are you allowed to have this? Hey, not, the rule The rule is you are not allowed to have any of your chase team touch the bike oh. while you're Competing. going from point A to yeah. point B. So That's you good. have to repair your own bike on the road. Right. By yourself. Hey. The, the funny thing was there was a 1922 Harley sitting outside of the service bay, and the guy was working on it. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, I think your warranty's kind of expired on this. Fire game on that one. You know what was fucking crazy? Yeah. So and you can see in the video, too, I talked yeah. to this big, doofy, big I guy. Saw, yeah, right? He said his seat was still a, a he viable bought it a part month number. ago. Yeah. It's right. a 1912 fucking Harley Davidson right. like tractor leather tractor yeah. seat. Yeah. And it's still a part number, and yeah. you can still buy it. Hell, to this fuck day. yeah. Absolutely. Henderson's cost three times as much as a Model T. Yeah. For right. $800 in the day. In in the the day. day. So like, you can buy three when Model you think T's. about that, you're like, okay, I need to get to work in the morning. Yes. Do I buy three Model T's or one motorcycle? But police departments scooped them up like yeah. crazy because they would do a legit 70 mile an hour in an oh, era yeah. of where 40. Nothing would go that fast. Yeah. So why yeah. were they so much more expensive? Is it just demand? Or is there, there a, inline, a longitudinal inline four cylinder? Right. 
with a three-speed gearbox, and which I'll, nobody had. And it, was like, you, it was like rocket technology compared yeah. to fucking... And I'll bet you they probably took a shit ton of hours to put together. You know, putting, in, putting a Model T down the assembly line and cranking out a Model T every nine minutes versus a Henderson, which probably those takes hand, a week and a half to build. Yeah, those yeah. were hand sand casting exactly. fucking everything. Well, I was about everything. to say, and like, then, when you're looking at... So, like, I, like, so when they started lining up, you know... Yeah. The one guy was like, yeah, that's a 1911. This is a 1911. They're different. Oh, yeah. They were still hand-built. Yeah. Like, that tank has a little bit of a different top edge to it. And the front's you know, a little different. People forget that when we ride something, anything you ride today, there's no such thing as a rare version of whatever it is you're riding today because there had to be, like, 25 or 30 of them that got tested for 10,000 miles or 20,000 miles before they ever actually sold one to anybody. Right. You know? There had to be so many phase zero prototypes out there. And we've had a few phase zero prototypes here at the shop. And I can tell you, that shit doesn't get sold to anybody. That either goes back to the factory and taken apart, or it gets put in a box somewhere, or somebody somewhere crushes it, or says they crushed it. Right. Back then, it was like, oh, this guy wants to pay us $900 for a motorcycle. Build him one. Yeah. Right? And it's like, so well, what are you building him? Well, the one that we built last week, we figured out a way to do that a little bit better. So now his one is different than the other one. Yep. So, yeah, it's probably not the kind of thing where you're like, oh, yeah, they're all the same. And yeah. then, some of these companies might have only produced 100 bikes in their entire life. Exactly. So. Yeah. It's just, I've got a 1952 Vespa, and I can still go to a certain website, and I can get parts for my 1952 Vespa in a few days, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Yeah. These guys are riding motorcycles where it's like, okay, I need this part. Who's going to make it for well, me? Well, that's what John, and, yeah. and the thing John said, like, these are great bikes if you own two machine shops. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Sure. And the one guy said, because I said, where does it take to get into this? He said, a bike and a shitload of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be an accurate representation of the truth. Well, so I said, I'm out. Yeah. yeah. You, start, you start talking to these guys, right? And like I said, like, the one guy asked him, you know, how, how much did this bike cost? And he's like, I got it for $35,000. Right. And it came in nine boxes and a frame. Yeah. And I spent the last year and a half putting it together and now I've been riding it. I was like, wow, that's pretty good. He goes, well, I have 52 other bikes. I was like, fucking A, dude. And I did notice there was a little bit of Kentucky windage there in your interviews. Yeah. Because you interviewed one guy and said, well, how many miles do you ride a day? And the guy's like, we ride between 120 and 250 miles a day. Yeah. And then you interviewed another guy and said, how many miles do you ride a day? And he says, well, we ride between 300 and 400 miles a day. Yeah. I was like, well, I want to be on that first guy's ride. Because <laughs> <laughs> that first guy's getting away easy. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what route yeah. he's taking, but I'm going to follow him. Because it sounds to me like you're putting in an extra 100 and some miles you don't need to put in. Yeah, yeah. So I think there might have been a little bit of, you know... So uh, maybe this, the speedos weren't that accurate. This uh, thing's Indian in Florida. Where did it start at? Uh, Portland or no? Wait, where did they start? No, I thought it started like Michigan or somewhere. Oh, or New York. Michigan, yeah. Was it yeah. Michigan or something? Yeah. So wait, so 2020, they did Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine, right? That oh, my year, God. They did that. It was 3,300 miles. This year was like 2,800 miles or 20. I thought 3,800. 3,800? But I could be wrong. They yeah, said it, no, it was 3,800 miles. But it's they're, still I think they're way too much around really. like. Yeah. But the interesting thing I thought, too, was the guy said, you don't have to have, you, you have to have the, the case, you have to have the original engine case. The motor case, right. But everything else can be, you could put yeah. tapered Timken bearings in it. Sure. You could put uh, forged pistons in right you could do You could do everything you want to it. And he said that there's like two schools of people riding there. There's the people who 
leave it uh, totally original. They're going to say, I'm going to make it on right. this original thing. And there's people that spend like $100,000 making everything custom and brand new. So the engine's basically a brand new engine that looks like an old engine. Yeah. But almost every single one of them had additional gas tanks. Yep. I saw that. All this other stuff. Yep. So like they, they were laid out. And then uh, Chris Smith, actually, you know, he's not here today. He had mouth surgery, but he was like, hey, talk about this. And it was kind of cool. So it was really interesting to see these old ass bikes. But then on the on the, the handlebars, they had the giant rally cross yeah. fucking uh, yep. uh, map turner yep. wheelie thing. Like yep. it's a giant scroll. Yep. And then next to it. Turn either, by turn directions. Yeah. And then yep. next to it, they'd have either like the vapor trails uh, mileage counter yep. or like a Garmin a mileage proper counter. odometer. They're not yep. allowed to have a GPS. There's yeah. no GPS I read allowed that. or anything yeah. like that. So what they have to do is you have to have an accurate mileage counter um, because all the turns on this whole fucking thing are miles. So like as the yeah. miles... So if it says 2.3 miles, you have to go look down, and at 2.3 miles, then you have to click that fucking yep. thing to the next turn. Oh, yeah. So they're riding bikes that take seven arms and three legs to operate <laughs> while they're fucking turning these things. Yeah. It's really- I mean, these don't even have auto advance. I mean, no. you like to start the bike up, you have to retard your adva- your ignition. You have to do all that. And then My 45 t- Harley didn't have automatic advance. That was, I mean, when you think about a motorcycle that's 20 years older than that Harley I had, it's frightening to me because I can tell you how much fun it wasn't to ride that old fucking And the you know, tires WLA. are this fucking wide. They're yeah. like 10-speed tires. Yeah. They're fucking tiny. Though. And it was funny when I saw people pulling away and those tires are giant, you know, 24-inch or, or yeah. massive tires. And I saw that some of them had modern, like Avon tread. Yeah. Like that so many, so clearly there's somebody making those tires in that diameter. They were Avons. Yeah. That that I saw there was the one clearly had like an Avon tread pattern. Yeah. So. Well, you figured they got them off a donk. There you go. Somebody's (laughs) making a 24 inch for their Harley. Oh, and if that guy that crashed the Indian, that had the blown up Indian on the back of the trailer with that front wheel that looked like a fucking Pringle. Yeah. He just goes, grabs the front wheel off a donk. Yeah. Big chrome thing with razor blades and shit <laughs> on it. Just take the front end off of it. Might as well put some lights and stuff in a yeah, sound system. Yeah, go ahead. Why not? Make it cool. But uh, so as I, it, this is, we were sitting there when we first got there. One bike pulls in, and I'm I'm, I'm talking to John with the camera, like, "Hey, where are we at?" Right. And he goes, "Hey, here's a bike pulling in, and it was that that Barrack, whatever the, the fuck. The Nara car. So the Nara car was this whole idea that was, was to be different. So to be different than a lot of other motorcycles at the time." Somebody looked at the idea of a motorcycle and went, you guys are all doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You're building a bicycle. Right. And you're you taking need to start with a car. Exactly. So rather than taking a bicycle and putting a motor into a bicycle, which pushes all the shit from the road up onto the operator. And, you know, you look like a bag of smashed assholes on your way to work. <laughs> right. How about this? How about we just take half a car? Right. So we got fenders and everything else. And you, you sit on it in a more respectable fashion and you just put a small motor down there. But, and that was the narrow car. So that the motor, car, the motor's fucking nuts because like it's got the cylinder, yeah, and then a space with something sticking out of it, and then another thing, right. and then another space to it. At it first, like, I thought it was a twingle, but it's not. Yeah. It was weird. It was a. Uh, it was uh, an L head. It yeah, was yeah, like an L. So your yeah. cylinder's over here, but yeah. your spark plug was over Way here. Back there, it was yeah. like yeah. It's, it's bizarre. Very really weird. But the yeah. dude, when I was watching the guy who he was a young guy, yeah, he was like late twenties, maybe sure. or. Early, early 30s. 30, yeah. And he had his bag there, and he was laying things out like, like I, I watched him. He set him on the ground. Always be knowing. Like, like, it was like almost like OCD. He was Good. like, dink, 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 yeah. dink. And then he t- took one thing at a time, and he placed him like, like this in his bags. Yeah. And then he got up. He walked like five steps away from the bike, and he was wearing like a Gilligan hat. Yeah. Like one of those. Bucket hat. Yeah. yeah. And he was just standing there like. Yeah. 
like looking at his bike, like to make sure everything was cool, okay. I well, guess, hey, so. that's what it takes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, look, nobody says you know getting into orbits easy, but then when you got to do it on the Nina the Pinta and the Santa Maria, that's a totally different right. scene. You're gonna want a certain amount of OCD there. Yep. Yeah, you know, like every every terrible scooter that like. Um, I don't know, like the, some of the Chinese ones, like the Vinos, well, the Yamaha Vino, but then all the Chinese Vino copies. The Vino clones. clones. Yes, exactly. They yeah. must have looked at the Veracar or the Neracar. I keep yeah. saying, but I don't know why. Yeah. Anyways, they looked at the Neracar and they were like, that naked handlebar sticking out of that oh, giant pile of shit. Oh, there were so really many Chinese scooters yeah. that were like, we need to put bigger beach bars on it. Yeah, yeah. Like the bike is 18 inches wide. The bars are 46 but inches the, wide. So that, yeah. the narrow car is like, it's all, it's like a yeah. you know, big swooping, beautiful oh, fucking yeah. thing. Gorgeous. Yeah. thing. And then it's like a handlebar just fucking sticking out of the it's middle. It's literally sticking out of the middle of it. Yeah. It could have been a steering wheel. Yeah. It was, yeah. A, it was a mile of wire. Yeah. yeah. The, the guy had wire like, there must have been a mile of wire in this. I think that might. Have, I think that might have been the voltage regulator. <laughs> so what's the resistance on this wire? Okay, we need seventy-five feet of it. Okay, we're good. So, so you know, we all hang out and we have a good time. It was, it was way. I mean, like I knew it was gonna be cool. We always have fun when we ride, but it ended yeah. up being way fucking. Cooler That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So you know, we're, we're all getting ready to leave, and then they're gonna leave. So we're gonna let the guys go, and we get to see some of the guys take off yeah. and stuff. And so we all pull over and we wait, and then so we're getting on the highway. And there was a crowd. I gotta say. There were so many people there. It oh, yeah. shocked me when I saw your wide shot. Yeah. Because I was like, holy fuck. I expected there to be like 200 people there yeah. checking it out, you know, due to word of mouth and the internet. There were a thousand people there. Dude, yeah. And, and there were a lot of confused people too, because they all had their cuts on, their their professional <laughs> cuts. And they had their, and, and I noticed like the new, like, well, I guess it's not new. It's been around, whatever. But all the guys, their vests don't fit anymore. No, it's the, so they have it's the, the vest extenders. extenders. Yeah, they're the chain extenders. But so yeah. there were so many vests. So they have chain drive nipples. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so many vests that had like foobar. Oh, yeah. And yeah I yeah. drink until I die. Right. And if you touch me, I'll murder you and all little, this stuff. And then next to it, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, little, like the little, the you know, in the tattoo community, those would be like $25, yeah. you know, tattoos. And uh, they they all have like the little, the, the extra $1 patch. Yeah. It's just like a... a a black patch with a red outline and a little red, you know, trite saying in the middle of it. Yep. You know, and it's just like, okay, I, yeah. I, I walked, right. so there that's was flair. Oh yeah. And so when we were all standing there, and I don't know if you guys heard this guy. I'm sure you did. So one of the spectators came in, and he had what can only be described as like concert level sound system on his motorcycle. But he was a white dude that looked like he just finished welding something and like was coming out of sure. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Right. Yeah. And so then I was, I went and I found John a cookie and I was getting something to drink and I, I saw these guys <laughs> discussing and he was standing there and he had the diamond patch. Oh, he did. And so all the guys were like, I don't know if he earned that. You're going to talk to him? I'm not going to talk to him. No, he's got the diamond patch. Yeah, yeah, so, so I don't know. Diamond, if, I don't even know what that is. It's, it means that he's an official one percenter. He's been in a one percent motorcycle game. He's like the guy. See, and I was trying to figure it out. Okay, so uh, so to give you an idea, on? that that diamond patch yeah. is extremely rare. They're five dollars at the motorcycle show, and for an extra two bucks, they'll sew it on. But, oh, yeah. but well, suppo- like a, so a poser could get it. Well, but the thing is, it. is that if you. So, you know, like you always hear these stories about, oh, you're like, we saw that video of the guy getting shit for wearing the Sons of Anarchy cut, whatever. Yeah. But legitimately, like, apparently, like, if, if, if 20 Hells Angels. I'm going to have by, to call you on this. You just said the word legitimately. What? Well, I'm okay. Okay. All right, <laughs> All right, back it down. Back it down. All right, whatever. But if 20 Hells Angels were at Smedley's and right. that dude fucking showed up. 
they could call him out and probably beat his ass for wearing that and not. And anytime anybody beats you up or threatens to beat you up because of your accessories, I'm going to call bullshit on that because just, real people who are real hard asses don't have time for that. And they probably don't right. give a shit. And right? they don't give a shit. Exactly. I don't know, man. I think, but, I think but what I was trying to figure yeah. out, okay, so that all these people, there's like a million leather jackets there. Right. And I'm trying to figure out the rocker thing. Yeah. You know, so if you have a patch and then like. Oh, so there's three piece patches. And that's, do you, that's do you remember when we were kids? There's one piece, which is not outlaw. Do you guys remember when we were kids or probably the kids that were just a little younger than you? They used to have a thing called Granimals. Do you guys remember Granimals? <laughs> yep. You could wear a hippo, right, with a gorilla, but you couldn't wear a hippo with a tiger. Right, because right, right. the gorilla, like the purple colored animals, you could wear those, and so you could match your clothes. Yeah. So when we went to school, you didn't look like a tie, tie, <laughs> right? So you had animals for parents that couldn't match colors. Right, like if your right. dad was colorblind, you'd buy animals, and it was a whole series of clothes. And it was about the same time underoos happened, so kids could be proud <laughs> of their underwear, right? <laughs> so underoos and animals is what I like to call today's modern one percenter biker lifestyle brotherhood fashion. <laughs> So if I can look at you and I have to decode you through a spectrum analyzer, in the gay community, they used to have the same thing with bandanas, the color of the bandana and which pocket you carried it in. It's the same system. It just means different stuff. And in the skinhead community, we used to say, what's what color were the laces in your boots? What color were the braces on your pants? And every community that's ever had that. That means something. Yes. Laces and, and if, braces. And if in your world it means something, you need to grow up and move into a different world. I'm going to tell you, I've been in a few of these communities before. The best thing you can do is leave. If somebody's judging you based on the color of your suspenders, the only color that I've known now in my life is big, wide, red suspenders. Right. It means you're an old man and you ride a Moto Guzzi. I just don't <laughs> trust. I just don't trust anybody who wears blue and white striped shirts. Blue and white striped shirts. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Who does that? <laughs> so, one of the funny, the other things I kind of noticed from talking to some of these guys because they saw right. me like taking video. You know, of yeah. course the guys that come up and you know, hey, what kind of camera is it? It was like it's a fucking action camera. I didn't even. What kind of camera is yeah. that? It's yeah. A fucking little. But the it's best part, he's like, where, where? So you're gonna make a video? I'm like, yeah. He goes, where can I see it? I'm like. I, I go, we have a channel on YouTube. He goes, oh, yeah. You're going to put out a DVD? Yes. <laughs> like, no, no, no. No, we're going straight to VHS, motherfucker. We're going straight to VHS. No, beta. Beta yeah. if you want quality. Yeah. So the we're best, going straight to so VHS. We have this awesome afternoon. It was really yeah. wonderful. And then I, I kind of forgot how far away we were. Right. Like, like it's not close, right? No, no. It's a hike. So we, we had joined oh, up. With there's some, one thing we should mention. Okay. We were pulling out it, and I think you were getting ready to oh, talk yeah, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And lo and behold... The police have not a regular motorcyclist pulled over. Of which there are plenty to choose from. No, he pulled in a contestant over. He pulled in <laughs> red. The guy that the guy that I talked to, the guy that the Henderson motorcycle builder guy. Oh, that lo- lovely young gentleman who's responsible for like six of the bikes in the event. Yeah, and he's pulled over, and you he's can, the guy who gets pulled over. And you could see as we were kind of passing him to get on the highway, he's pointing at the event, going. Ah! I, I have to, officer. I respect what you're doing. The officer yeah. is sitting there looking at his license plate and pointing about something that turn singles, horn. Oh my yeah. god! Like, you know, like yeah, really so irrelevant. Yep. Yeah, 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 totally but, irrelevant. But I mean, these bikes, uh, like some of them had would have had what do you call it? Uh, uh, not Argon. 
Carbide. Car- carbide lantern. Yeah, carbide you know, lanterns. Headlight I noticed car- that. I noticed that like so all the bikes them, there had carbide lanterns. Yeah. Well, a lot yeah. of them had a, had a LED, LED mounted in there. Yeah, and then right. like the one guy even had a little solar panel on the back so he could charge his LED <laughs> little headlight. Again, would, officer, know. I don't know your name. There's rules. Those are historical vehicles. You know what you don't do? You don't fuck with historical vehicles. Yeah, what are they going to do? Speed? You just, don't fuck with <laughs> You don't. <laughs> look. You just don't fuck with them. Right. This motorcycle is 100 years old. It is an infinitesimal percentage of the vehicles on the road. If you see the mom with nine kids in the car and no child seats and a wooden front bumper, (laughs) pull her over. (laughs) But don't pull over the guy driving a bike you can't identify because you're curious and you know there's got to be something wrong there. Right. You know what? We used to call police cars Mr. Nosy Mobiles. And that's all it is. It's like, (laughs) I see something I don't understand, but I'm driving the car that lets me learn more about it whenever the fuck I want. I got pulled over in Rocky River on my passport. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The guy pulls me over. You know what he says to me? I'm dying to find out. I just bought my daughter a moped. Exactly. I'm like, so why are you pulling me over? He's like, because I just bought my daughter a moped. That doesn't qualify. I'm like, so you're harassing me. So I'm going to get this straight. So for your curiosity, you engaged your emergency lighting. You performed an illegal action of stopping on the road and pulling me over. And, no and, and for no cause whatsoever, other than to be like, I like turtles. <laughs> Dude, don't do that shit. I used to be a police officer. Stop. The first three rules I can tell you are the ABCs. Always be cool, motherfucker. Always be cool. And if you think that you're going to pull Steve over to talk because you just bought your daughter a moped, you're not being cool. You are, I like turtles. Fuck you. Go back to work. Go eat a donut. I don't give a shit what you're doing, but leave me the fuck alone. I like donuts, too. I love donuts. donuts. Don't get me wrong. Love me some goddamn One thing donuts. we can agree on. Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, now that you We're going to Gibson's donuts. tomorrow morning. <laughs> now that so, you mentioned donuts, how was the cookie he got you? Delicious. Yes, yes, I thought it was. See, I took care of him. Nice. That was Harley coffee. Uh, Sorry, right out. It's all delicious. But, so that's fucking cool. Well, really quick. Yeah. So we rode basically together for three hours on the way down there. Yep. No issues. We no, stay in our yeah, little right, things, whatever. Right, yeah. Then we meet up with these guys, and Steve has a whole group of pals now. These Harley guys. Right. right? Yeah. No, yeah. The one guy. One guy's my friend. He has. Okay. Me. Don't interrupt him. No, shut up. So basically, those guys. Those were all the other guys. So so. Like, you know, they were all nice enough guys. Right, totally yeah. nice, nice guys. guys. Totally right. nice guys. Yeah. So we decide that, you know, we're going to roll out with them, right? And everybody's like, why do you guys always bag on a bunch of Harley riders? Right. Right? So we roll out, <laughs> and we get on the highway. We roll about three minutes, and then yeah. we have to stop 15 times. One guy stops and pulls off. Everybody slows yep. down to see if he's okay. He's oh, like, yeah. fuck you guys. Go on. Then five minutes later, the whole group stops because one guy wants to go this way. One guy wants to go that way. One guy's bike's too loud. This guy's bike's making a noise. And we're all sitting. Me and John are looking at each other like, it's like yeah, cats. this ain't working, man. Yep. We're like, fuck this. Yeah. And we took off. We took off. They, it's it's terrible. Like, they ride like spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I can describe it, man. Yeah, those fucking Harley riders. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't show up with 15 guys dressed as cowboys, so exactly. you're, you're all right. Dude. No, we, we caught up. Okay, so. Just you weren't to, the 11th Jack, Captain Jack Sparrow that showed no. up here today. <laughs> so, to, to put it in perspective, we pulled into the spot where they were supposed to stop and get gas, okay? Okay. And we this is on the way there. Yeah. Right. 
I looked at my phone and he had texted me 21 minutes before. Right. We caught up with him. In four in ten, minutes. Yeah, yeah. I know. We were like on him in like 10 minutes. Years and years and years ago, I rode to Sturgis with a bunch of guys on Harleys. And when I showed up, the first question all these guys asked me, every single one of them asked me the same thing. How many miles can you go between Phillips on that bike? That was like the, that was the question everybody had to ask me. And I'm like, about 130, about 130 miles. It's a Honda, you know, it's a Honda, about 130 miles. Oh, that's not going to do, man. It's not going to do. We go 240 miles between fuel stops. I went, okay, all right. Sounds dumb, but I, I'll let it slide. If you want to ride for legit straight up three and a half hours without getting off your motorcycle, that's fine. I don't see any reason why I would do that. But if that's the way your particular group of people like to ride, I will respect that. And so then off we fucked. And I was the guy in a Honda and there were 47 other Harley Davidsons. And these guys are all out on their FLHs and doing their thing. And they're all, but like you said, nobody was going in a straight line at all. Spaghetti, dude. It was a mess. I don't know why there was an accordion effect happening when Constantly. we were literally on a 70 mile an hour road right. across eight or nine states. Right. Why there had to be an accordion effect was beyond me. And I eventually just got so frazzled from riding with them. I was just like, oh, hell it. Like my road march speed is 90 miles an hour. The speed I like to travel when I'm going somewhere is 80 to 90 miles per hour. And so I was like, okay, you guys, it's been great, but Indiana was torture and I'm not going to do that through Iowa as well. So I just got out in front and fucked off. So I just got off in front and fucked off. And by the time I got to the big Iowa 80 truck stop, the big monster Iowa 80 truck stop, I pulled in, I put gas in my Honda. I went inside. I went to the bathroom. I may have gotten a small sandwich or something like that. I came out and I was like, man, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that at any moment, this parade of Harley Davidsons that I was riding with is going to pull into the gas stop or at least drive past the gas stop to live up to their holes, you know, sure. 240 miles at a crack. And I figured I'd hang out there for a minute. And after about three minutes, I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> and I got back on the interstate and I fucked off, you know, and I gaily proceeded forward and I did. And then I got to Wyoming and I stopped in Wyoming and I was like, okay, well, this is a spot where everybody said we we're going to stop. So I stopped and I was like, okay. And I went in and I got to the bar and I was like, well, I got people coming in. So after half an hour, I just gave up on that and I ordered my meal and I had my drink and I had a cigarette and everything else. And I had the bike gassed up and I fucking proceeded merrily forward again and for these guys who only want to stop every 240 fucking miles and my poor Honda that have 125 mile range can't possibly keep up. I got to Sturgis six and a half hours before they did. <laughs> I'll tell you why that happened. It, enlighten me. Chris Smith was riding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced that when you have a group that big, you, nobody should say anything other than this is the start point. This is the destination point. Right. This yeah, is where we're starting. This is where we're ending. We'll see you when we get there. You don't need to go down the road like the world's most broken train. It's like the, the idea of being a stupid parade at 65 miles an hour or something is just dumb. Like, plus, it's also tantamount to like asking for trouble. Like, I don't care if like, hey, hey Mitch, what's going on? You could tap him in the ass or something because you're on motorcycles and you want to be like Ponch and John or some shit. I Whatever. was riding one time and the guy reached over and he 
hit my kill switch. <laughs> Wait, you believe that to me? I don't know who. You did that to me. <laughs> no, I did that to John. <laughs> all, I think we've all been there. Yeah, that's it. That's just it. But it was like, no, you put my kickstand down or something. <laughs> <laughs> this, whole, this whole fantasy of 240 miles on a tank of gas seems a little unnecessary. Yeah. 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 Well, I did the extended tank on my 1800, right? right? Yeah. And I don't think I ever drained both of them because I'm like, <laughs> you know, I just didn't want to stop that often, but I still wanted to stop. You still want to stop, right? right? Like, like, I just didn't want to stop at 100 yeah. miles. Yeah, I don't care <laughs> if I'm driving a truck with a 30-gallon gas tank. Mother Nature says if I don't want to pee in a big gulp cup, I I'm need stopping. to pull over, right, when occasionally. I, when I, a bunch of years ago when I picked up my Super T, it was 30 degrees outside, so I rode six hours straight yeah, home. Oh yeah, right. I got home, I took like 57 showers trying to warm up, and I finally went to bed. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and somebody was strangling me. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it was my taint. And I stood <laughs> up, and it was trying to fucking kill me. <laughs> so it's riding that long. No, it's no not cool, man. Any- it is not good. No. <laughs> On the final phase of our ride, it was like, I think we did almost 100 miles. You know, yeah, we, yeah, it was good. We didn't, no feet down. We just, no, just go it all it. the way back, just trying to get back. Oh, yeah, it. what happened to you? So we were all doing 70 or 80, and all of a sudden, Steve's gone. He was doing 50. No, when you pass the, you know where the uh, turnpike comes out on 90 again? Yeah. The cops are always there every single day. So I just slowed down because I didn't really feel like, I mean, I, I figured we were doing 80 plus the whole time, weaving through traffic and going like down the turnpike, yeah. down Route 2. Everything was cool. I thought our luck was good. Oh, you figured at that point. At that point. You, you'd earned a ticket. And, I think, yeah. <laughs> and then John, John like feather broke off and then he was like, and I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll follow John. John's fucking answer to get home. He's I'm one-handed, like, fucking flipping people off, riding sideways, <laughs> fucking everything. And then he stopped. He, he stayed one guy down to about five miles an hour on the turnpike. Do you want to get off here at four? He's like talking. Everybody Are we getting off here at four? 18 wheelers are full stop. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? That's fucking great. And then, and then he couldn't get his bike wouldn't activate the the thing at the turnpike. Oh, oh yeah, the turnpike <laughs> buttons. He's like he's bouncing on the pads. He's like blowing oh, oh. my horn. I'm like, oh, man. I think it's because I went through with my easy pass. Yes, the easy my, pass. Yeah. My, he went through, right. and I rolled in behind him, but right. I didn't wait for the gate to close, he so I went right up. in. He fucked yeah, up. Yeah, I did. I'm pretty sure you I did. you fuck up a one-car funeral if it was your own. Because <laughs> like, I rolled through with him, right. and yeah. then I wouldn't open the gate. No, because a violation had occurred. You yeah. dicked me. And the system is so fucked up, it's like, two people snuck through, we're only there should be one. Okay, we're shutting this one down now. Like, well, the that problem guy is his like, name is Steve Hoffert. You can clearly see his license plate. Yeah. I'll testify. Right. <laughs> Never be afraid to throw a brother you in know, the bus. One of the guys in the turnpike, I, I did the same thing. I was trying to get through the gate and it wouldn't open. Yeah. He came over. He's like, it's it's actually way to activate. Well, that's yeah. why I was yeah. bouncing on the pad. Yeah. Right. But I backed up and you I rolled over and I crammed the brakes. I was like, eh, eh. I'm like, come on, spit out a fucking well, that's big trick by tick. I took my easy pass and I put it in my pocket. And then when I pull up to the thing, when I pull up to the sensor for the easy pass, I take it out of my pocket and I hold it up. So I hold it up above my head, fucking every single time it activates. See, I did so, that and it wouldn't open. Yeah. So the one time Oscar and I are traveling out west and I got the easy pass like up on the dashboard of the van. So I'm rolling and I go through this thing and, you know, bullshit thing doesn't go up. Right. So thing doesn't go up. I'm like, what the motherfucker is going on? So I'm like, uh, now I'm blocking traffic and everything else is all fucked up. There's nobody in the booth. 
mm-hmm. right? So now I got to back up and find another, you know, another booth. I'm a major pain in the ass. So I get to another one and they're like, yeah, um, there's a $5 fine for improper placement of easy pass. What? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, yeah, your easy pass is on your dashboard. It has to be on the window above your mirror. And the reason that is, is some of them don't have a thing where you can just fly through. Yeah. And if it doesn't read you, yeah. it takes a picture yeah. and then they can look and verify that you have an easy pass right. and then they read your license plate yeah. and they bill your easy pass sure. manually. Fair enough. They have to be able to see your easy pass in the window. Right. But I mean, instead of being up here, it just happened to be down because I moved the same easy pass to 19 different vehicles. Not good enough. I know. And so when yeah. she's like, well, it's an improper thing. It has to be so high. And I'm like, this is a Ford E350 <laughs> on my dashboard is higher than any Asian car ever. Do you have a problem following rules? I do. Thank you. Yeah, I do. Well, and, it's uh, under the windshield wiper. It doesn't read like if a windshield wiper is like over the easy pass. Ninja, please. Come on. That thing is given exactly. out of the Thank you. Well, it's Thank on, you. On my Africa twin, I have the windshield has a bar. I had my I had down. my wife's easy pass in my glove box and we got binged on both accounts. Really? Yeah. yeah. In the glove box, yeah. Mine and I was like, work. how do we get binged on two cars at one time? Them in tin again, again, and that's why the system is broken, and that's why, and that's why our space program will be secondary to the fucking Italians in twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. an Italian space program? <laughs> I ride Italian motorcycles. No, I couldn't. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, we know what the food hey, Luigi, <laughs> we we need a secondary uh, pressurization system. We can't. Where are we going to put the cappuccino machine? (laughs) Wait, we tie them together. (laughs) All right. So to change subjects radically, I made everybody in the podcast tonight ride two bikes. So I forced everyone to ride two particular bikes. Well, we kind of rode three, though. Yeah, well, because Chris was being very generous with his. So um, so what we have at the shop this week. Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Chapa, chapa. So we have uh, have, (laughs) Wheelie in the Chopper Boat. So we have the new from Genuine Scooter Company. It's called the Rattler 200i. And and it lives up to the name Rattle. Okay. All right. When he said that, I should have gone. Yeah. And then we have the Kimco Kimco People 150S, which, which, by the way, everyone in the world, when, when they call it, they call it the Peoples. Yeah. Because the S is right after the word people. Yeah. So it's the people's 150. Power to the people's. Power to the people's. Only comes in black and blue. So uh, that's how you get your people. Communist motorcycle. No, it's the motorcycle (laughs) of the people's. Um, Good thing it's not from Germany. (laughs) But the reason I wanted these bikes to come out, the reason I thought it'd be fun to bring the bikes out, is these are the two newest offerings from two companies that aren't Vespa. And aren't Honda. They're not Yamaha. And uh, these are two bikes that. So the Rattler you guys were riding, when Genuine used to have the Rattler 110, the Rattler 110 was a two-stroke, and it was a two-stroke automatic scooter, and it was made by a company called PGO. And it had kind of a Zuma look to it, didn't it? It did. It had a little, a little bit of like twin, twin projector beam headlights kind of thing, and it definitely did look like a Zuma, and it had the knobby knobby tires yep. on it and everything else. Super cool. And But the thing was, that bike was built by PGO in Taiwan, Okay. So when the Rattler came out again, which we haven't had a Rattler for a little while because the whole two-stroke 110 thing, right? So now the Rattler comes back as a 200 and it's fuel-injected, motherfucker. Uh, and it's back and people are really excited about it. The engine's really good. But here's yeah, what's I interesting think. about I'd this like to bike. put that in a fucking buddy. So I here's what's interesting. No, I wouldn't. So here's what's interesting about the bike. Both of these bikes that you guys rode tonight are both from China. So these bikes are not, you know, you know Kimco's from Taiwan. 
but they make a ton of shit in China. I easily believe that about the Rattler. Yep. I don't so easily believe that about the Kim. And that's I a agree. very good observation. And Genuine Scooter Company, Genuine Scooter Company for years would be kind of judicious about where they would put the word genuine. So like they brought in a brand of scooters called the Chicago Scooter Company. They were kind of the cheapo versions of scooters, right? So you could buy them from genuine, but they came in through the Chicago Scooter Company side entrance of just like they're not expensive. They're kind of Chinese and you get what you pay for kind of thing, right? But the genuine stuff like the Buddy... You know, like they didn't hang the genuine badge on the Royal Alloy. Like we all rode the Royal Alloy. We had some problems with it and it didn't, it was a Royal Alloy. It wasn't a genuine. They didn't put the genuine badge on, but this Rattler, they put a fucking genuine badge on bigger than Stuttgart. So I wanted everyone to get a chance to ride it. Now, the reason I did the two bike comparison is because that genuine buddy scooter is 20 or that genuine Rattler scooter. Thank you. The genuine Rattler is $27.99. Now, $27.99, it's a jet. Uh, so $27.99 is only $100 right. more than a $125 buddy with a carburetor. So the engine is that S10 over there in the parking lot with a big block yeah. in it. Or, yeah, there's an, oh, there's an oh, S10 over there with eight. a big block. Yeah. I was going to say, that yeah. jet doesn't right? sound very <laughs> good, man. <laughs> that, that, that's, that jet's only running on eight. Yeah. Actually, it's yeah. probably not a big block. It's probably like a 305. It is, but it, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's it's it's, but it's a big V8 though. I said big enough. Yeah, I was definitely. Yeah, there's a Ford Ranger that has a big V8 in it too that runs around and hangs out with them, and they do unnatural things with each other. But the, uh, but here's what's interesting: money. When we talk about cash money, like what people pay for shit, we know that the Buddy 125 scooter has been twenty six ninety nine since two thousand and six. That bike has only ever been $26.99. So for $100 more, you're jumping from a carburetor to a fuel injection and jumping from 125 cc's to 200, or so they call it, probably more like 169. Okay? And you get the convenient butt spreader. Right? Yeah, okay. That thing is... Uh, I think everybody has an opinion about the seat. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why they would do that. That ruined the whole scooter for me. Yeah. it's it's. Why did they put a saddle horn right underneath your tailbone? Like, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, what does that do? Yeah. It does nothing. It, oh, it's it does something. something. <laughs> it's it does something all right. It does something. It stimulates your prostate. I'll tell you that. I mean, it's, they had to design that bike for somebody that was five foot four or under. Okay, He's giving himself a gap. Yeah, right. And bump right. into it. But anybody yeah. that's old, like I'm five nine. I'm not tall. <laughs> there you go. All right. Hey, it's the full show. There I like that. That was good. The full, <laughs> <laughs> the full show. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, that thing was straight. Like, if I was just trying to be comfortable on it, right. it was literally attached to my asshole. Yes. Like, it was in the middle. <laughs> Absolutely. Of terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So Your tail will be strangling you tonight. Right, but obviously, people don't know what we're talking about. So, if you can imagine, like, a normal scooter seat that's kind of kind of molded and roundy, whatever. Any seat on any motorcycle on the planet. Yeah. And then just Have put, you seen a Sabian? Yeah, that's kind it's of Sibian. Yeah, Sibian. Sabians are friend Autumn. It's literally a three-inch round. It's like a lightly padded hockey puck. It yeah, is. Right? <laughs> it's sticking up out of the middle of the seat for no fucking reason whatsoever. Well, it's a safety feature. Just to make it sure is. you don't ride with a plug. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but the seat's also too soft. Well, yeah, go figure. China. Uh, I didn't get past the... The puck. The puck. Yeah, yeah. It is like the entire time you're riding that bike, it feels like you gave an aggressive Italian a ride home and you shouldn't have. 
<laughs> like, yeah, that's the first bike that you go nuts to butts without you. anybody else right. on it. You can go nuts to butts <laughs> solo. <laughs> that reminds me of the time I gave Bob a ride on behind my bike. <laughs> Arlie Bob? Different Bob. Different Bob. Oh, okay. <laughs> Different Bob. Bob up and down. But <laughs> you're not. But but straight up, the seat. The I swear to God, I think they put that hockey puck on the seat to make sure you couldn't complain about anything else on the bike. <laughs> because it's they're like acupuncture. We'll yes, make it this hurt, right. and then you won't. And you won't it. feel it anywhere else, right? So what was the rattling around? Did we not secure the battery or something in that bike? There was I don't like, know. I think there was something the every time I, I hit the bump. I think it's the, I think it's the center stand. Okay. I, think no, I don't think so. It's okay. a, the spring is really tight. Well, I we'll doubt, figure it out. I, I doubt that plate. would I do. It was the plate slap we'll figure there. it out yeah. again. I thought maybe the battery wasn't. Battery secured. sounds plausible. Did your technician secure the battery? You can't not secure it. It literally goes into a hole on the floor, and the lid to the box is all you got. Yeah, There's yeah, nothing. Maybe the it's back. not squeezing the battery. I don't know. It, We'll look at it later on, and I'm sure we'll figure it out. I can't but, really honestly believe you let us ride it like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that being said, though, you move on to this, and that's like a fucking piece of glass gliding and so across. this is why I wanted to make the comparison. Well, let's talk more. Like We need to talk more about the Rattler. Okay, I, so, would, I have things to say about it. Yeah, go ahead. Because it took the namesake of a really cool little bike, yeah. right. which was a 110, two-stroke. Two, two two-stroke 110 that you that could was, tune. That was yeah. a lot of fun to ride. Right. That, with the little bump in the road or a little uphill, you could pull a wheelie yeah, on it yeah. and it just was a, a a little swarm of angry bees and it was <laughs> it was a cool little bike yeah oh yeah so if you're gonna take that namesake you better right. sort of be able to live up to yeah, it yeah and that thing is like a loaf of bread riding it the first of all the the stall on the on the cvt is right. is way too high the clutch is way it's, too high it's like yeah. boom boom you can rev it and it's not doing anything right. and then it finally kicks in yep. I think they may, it might be an interesting bike at higher speeds because I think the final drive is geared up because I do too. it's 200 cc fuel injected. Right. The motor doesn't seem to scream. It's not like a light switch. It's yep. not even as, as doesn't rev up as quick as a buddy 125, yep. but maybe it would be better once, you know, in higher, once it, you know, maybe it revs out. To, and maybe when, it can handle 70 mile an hour. When I first pulled it out this afternoon, when Chris was here, I, I was giving it the parking lot wheelie test. No. And so a Buddy 125 and a Buddy 125 kick, I can do parking lot wheelies in here all day long. No yeah. problem. Yeah. But you're right about the stall of the clutch is not right because it took me seven or eight tries to get the front wheel up anything over seven or eight inches. You must have been really trying. On that. I was giving it too I much. I mean, the Buddy, like, you're like, ugh. You yeah. get, you, I think you, Chris might have even got a picture of it. Oh, yeah, I got a video. Of it. I got to tell you, I was impressed. It was a pretty <laughs> decent wheelie. Yeah, absolutely. But That's a testament that Phil can wheelie anything. Yeah, I can wheelie a lot of stuff, but but it was really hard to make that bike wheelie. Like, it took everything to... It you was, won't accidentally wheelie that bike. No, no way. I And I'll tell you where I have... I can tell you that a Buddy Kick, which is fuel injected, and a Buddy 125, you know, standard carbureted 125, I can wheelie those and carry the wheel as long as I want to, they're really, really good bikes to wheelie. They, Give it a little gas, let off the gas, and yeah. crack the gas. Yeah, probably they're come perfect. Up. And this one was like, it was just a, a shitty, sloppy wheelie. But anyway, blah, blah, yeah, but blah. it took a while to get one. And I don't think I could, I don't think I could produce another one just hitting it the way I should. So for being a bigger motor and a 12 inch wheel, it didn't give me, I don't know. Um, I wasn't excited, but I do but think I, it could just be the final right. drive gearing, but the motor just doesn't seem snappy like a fuel injected it doesn't rev. Not like that. Right. Exactly. And that's the strange thing. Brakes were kind of wooden. No, but it was, it was, uh, I thought the motor was like 
like a low speed, like a torquey. It's a torquey motor. I think that the whole motor's set up to be lower RPMs. Then, but most scooter motors, I think, are happiest around eight thousand RPM. I felt like I was riding a Chinese fling poo. Yep, exactly right. And I and I kind of riding the bike around. Uh, so that's the 20. frame was stiff. I mean, it didn't have the, the and that's the an interesting thing. So I thought the frame was a hell of a lot better, and I yeah. thought the suspension was a hell of a lot better, but not nearly as good as that. No, that and thing's awesome. That's why we did what we did, and that's why we we kind of wanted to give you, you the current the state of affairs. I do have the price. Oh, did I, I, so no, I didn't tell anybody okay, yet. Okay. I wanted to kind of just show you guys the current state of affairs. Now that twenty seven ninety nine, buddy. There is going to be well, you are Rattler. Gonna, Rattler, thank you. God, I keep doing that. Uh, the Rattler, there is going to be a tariff. So you are going to pay, and that's what's happening now with a lot of these bikes. You can expect to pay two additional things. Now, you guys know our shop. We generally charge people a, a fixed prep price that we do based on if the bike's easy to put together or hard to put together. And then we also do the freight, whatever the actual freight is to get the bike into our shop from the distributor. There is an additional fee that's going to happen on a lot of motorcycles. Guys, get ready for it. There's going to be a tariff fee that you're going to see on Chinese-made vehicles because these manufacturers have decided that they're not going to eat that Chinese tariff. So they're passing it along to the customers. No more egg roll. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So now that bike has a $76 tariff on it. So that bike gets a $76 tariff, but it also gets... A $140 Ocean Freight surcharge because Ocean Freight has gone from a couple $3,000 a container to fifteen dollars or $20,000 a container or six dollars or $7,000 a container, depending on who you ask. If you can get them. Right. So you're going to see a lot of motorcycles in the next couple of years that are going to have an Ocean Freight surcharge in addition to the land transportation freight fee that we're all paying already. So is that's that going to suck. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, is that going to affect the Jeep, too? I don't think so, because that's coming in in a row-row. So that's coming in in a roll-on, roll-off. And I already paid the freight on that. So Okay, so that's... Well, we'll know when we get it out of customs, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll know when we pick it up at the dock. Yeah. Because that's when they come up and go, oh, by the way, you also owe us this much more. Yeah, because <laughs> so, they gigged us yeah. on that dump truck. On the dump so truck, they, they did. We truck. got a late tariff on that because Trump didn't want those. De- Trump didn't want us to buy a Japanese dump truck that was 26 years old. He wanted us to buy an American dump truck that was 26 years old. But, Steve, you don't have to pay that. That's on Phil's end, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody have anything else to say about the Rattler? And I got to say, I mean, riding the, it's the right the Rat- color is the Rattler red. And I love the bodywork. I love the bodywork. Oh, yeah. I love, I think bike. the lights are really beautiful. Yeah. I said, I think the lighting on it's really nice. It looks cool. Anybody over five, nine, you're going to hit your knees when you turn. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It is, it's made for a five foot four person. 100%. Yeah. Anybody not- that rode the original Rattler and then jumps on that'll be like, oh, and the fit and finish of it. You can definitely tell the difference between the original Rattler, which was clearly made in Taiwan and this one which is clearly made in China. I like how you were like this one Thanks buddy. This one this one has a little bit of shipping damage. You're like, oh cuz like when we were trying to grab the front brake. Oh no, that the, was this yeah, the, the Kim Oh, was it this one? Yeah, anyway. But yeah, so there's definitely a difference in materials. There's definitely a, di- a difference in some other stuff between uh, a traditionally a, Ch- a yeah, Taiwan yeah, yeah. bike and a Chinese bike. Yeah. Even the grab rails like back at the seat yep. were like you know, flexing and stuff. flexing. Yeah. And the mirrors are pretty, pretty horrible. You know, oh, for, 
Although you can see. Yep, you can I mean, see. it's nice that they're wide. Yep, they're wide. I, you can I definitely see shit. Yep, absolutely. So anybody else got any the Rattler? Yeah, yeah, so I have a confession to make. Yeah. Uh, so the Rattler, we get my nice porno voice here, Phil, yeah. with the Rattler. You took my scooter virginity with <laughs> Is that your first auto? First time I've ever. Wow. I like how you call it the rattler. <laughs> the rattler. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we popped your scooter cherry is what they're saying. Isn't it weird to ride without a clutch? Yeah. It's it fucking weird, off. man. Yeah. It's it's a strange experience. Yeah. I find myself on the Triumph. I like pull the clutch in halfway like it's a brake. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, right. It is funny once you get in, like, for all of us, we're degenerate motorcycle riders, and then we've all kind of taken a transition into scooters. So it's a really funny thing that everybody sitting at this table is primarily a motorcycle rider. who Primarily a degenerate. Primarily a degenerate motorcyclist who then has gone to, like, we've turned into this weird sort of fetish of scooters. And it's a really funny thing when, when it happens. It's fun. And instead of being like, what's the difference between a moped and uh a fat girl. Or how is a moped like a fat girl? I don't know. They're both a lot of fun to ride, but you don't want your friends to see you on them. Oh. oh, and that's the joke we all heard a million times growing up, right? But the thing is, like, I yeah. just don't want my wife to see me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the second bike out of the trap is the new Kimco People S150. Peoples. And now the Peoples... Now, this bike is totally different. It doesn't have 12-inch wheels. It's got the 16-inch wheel in the front and a 14 in the back. And what you'll notice immediately is and it's not like a Piaggio Liberty or like the old Malaguti Chak or the Aprilia. These are very fucking thick tires. I think this is competing with the Honda, what is it, the CH1 or the one? SH150, absolutely, yeah. all day long. And these are very, very thick, thick motorcycle tires. I noticed that on this bike front and rear, they're not traditional scooter spec sizes. They're actual motorcycle spec size wheels. So very well done. And this has ABS brakes from the factory, um, which is pretty fucking cool, you know, uh, that they're giving you. You mean you didn't have to put the ABS brakes No, on dude. It? And there are discs in the front and discs in the back, too. Yeah. So it's a double disc situation. It's fuel injected. It's ABS brakes. And uh, it is also from China. It was fun. I mean, I really stabbed the brakes here and there and yep. everything. There was no it's chance. Smooth as glass. It's so fucking smooth, man. And the suspension is big guy friendly. Yeah. So if you're a if you're a heavy fella, this bike doesn't like a Liberty, which is was always my gold standard for a tall wheeled scooter. The Liberty Piaggio Liberties are so fucking good. But this actually rides my weight, six foot one, two hundred and ten pounds, a hell of a lot better than a Liberty does. Um, it does. You don't feel the bumps. Like you, you just don't. You don't feel them. The power delivery is really nice. Yeah. It's it's kind of shocking. They were immediate. And they rank this bike at 13 and a half horsepower, which is significant. I mean, that's the that's that's in the same neighborhood or better than a, a Vespa Primavera 150. What's this displacing? 150 cc. This is a 150. Yeah. A four valve motor, fuel injected. Uh, and it does give nice power. And it has it air has, cooled. It's air cooled, yeah, right? It's air cooled. Yeah. And it has kind of a Piaggio feel to the headset. And it does. Everything. Yep. It's kind of. Yeah. It's and a good. Bike. The speedo's a good speedo. It's yeah. well lit, and the headlight is fucking awesome. Like the lighting on it, we were noticing when somebody was pulling out. We were Gosh. noticing that the the back, like the tail light and the brake lights, are all LED, mm-hmm. and it's got that nice like halo style uh, LED for the. Uh, for the main, I think I'd just take a beer somewhere. Any any kind of beer out of any fridge. 
Me too. Same, same. Yeah, same, same. I got some right here. Uh-oh. Do, you, do you have good beer? Of course you Of do. course he has good beer. Yeah, of course Dan. he does. It's Dan. He doesn't bring bad beer. Yeah. Oh, I, I speaking of that. I'll take anything that's not an IPA if you have one. So, a motor stories idea? Listener. Yeah. I'm going to have Dan. Steve needs one that is an IPA or something stupid. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, not you. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll have the Pilsner. Oh, that's but, a Hefa? Give me the Hefa Weizen. Oh. So, I think what we have to do is a blind whiskey taste test. Oh, my God. That's a terrible idea. Oh, I think it's a great <laughs> idea. It's a terrible idea. If you're not idea. blind when you start, you'll be you'll blind, be blind when, when you finish. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but so riding the Kimco. Uh, Love it. So now I'm going to tell you guys a, little, a couple things about the Kimco. So the Kimco's $34.99. So the Kimco's a solid mm. 400 bucks or 300 bucks more than the, the Piaggio Liberty. But... This bike comes with and isn't appearing on the bike today, but it comes with a free top case oh. and it comes with a free windshield. Oh, no shit. Wow. So at $34.99 with a free top case and a free windshield, here's the bonus features. Hands down. It has a USB port under the seat. It also has a USB port on the headset. Oh. And when you open the seat, the seat area, this there's a, a divider in the seat storage area so that you're... Things that aren't your helmet don't rub up against the things that are your helmet. Mm. I was kind of impressed by the way they laid this bike out. Yeah. Um, I also like the gas tank is beneath your feet mm. and that you you fill it. Literally, you don't have to uh, you don't have to open the seat or anything to fill it. It's got a filler that's right down by your left foot. Yeah. The key is just a little weird. You turn the key all the way to the right. Yep. And it opens the gas tank. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So if you turn the key to the right, it shuts the motor off and opens the gas tank at the same time. Right, right. Well, what, I liked anti -theft about, device. what I liked about the gas tank was that, you know, the gas cap is that it stays, right? I'm not trying to find someplace yeah. to fucking put it and then yep. forget it or whatever Some else. Some did that 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, everybody did it. Believe me, we yeah. had the, the Grand Vista had the gas tank that was in front. You didn't even need to turn the bike off. You could pull up to the light, push the key, click the key. The gas tank would open directly in front of your left knee on the Grand Vista, and you could gas and hang the pump back up and haul ass without ever getting off the bike or shutting the bike off or doing anything. It was the perfect lazy man's I'm putting gas in my bike situation. The Grand Vista was a bike that it had a lot of things going for it, it had some things against it. But to this day, a bi bikes that we sold 14 years ago, 15 years ago, that have 70,000 miles on them. They're still running, and people are still thrilled to own them. I was getting ready to get my wallet out of, with that one down at Mid Ohio. Oh yeah, like, you ended up selling it. If this hangs around till Sunday, but <laughs> the one the big well, seat. Weren't, weren't you riding it when it sold? Yeah, yeah, I sold it. I'm we took the big seat off of it and put a normal seat on it. Oh yeah, so we fixed the seating problem, and it, it was a fine bike. Like there's no reason I took that on the road outside of Mid Ohio and got 84 miles per hour out of it. And Imagine. Imagine a bike with a motor that feels like that, but it's right. a 250. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. That King Queen seat on there was... Oh, the captain's chair is the most... He was, he was riding He was riding me around on that bike, yeah, on, and it was ridiculous. On the King Queen seat? Yeah. Yeah, that is like that is the, that is a seat that makes fun of Russell Daylong saddles. Was, was, was John going, you know, this would be better if you took your shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my shirt on or my pants. <laughs> There's a there's he a said, thing. Put it back on. If you ride <laughs> if you ride Vespa scooters, especially if you ride Vespa GTSs, and if you ride the Kimco Grand Vista and a bunch of the bikes that have 12 inch wheels, every forum in the internet, every forum ever will be like, my bike has a death wobble. Only if you take your hands off the bars. 
So if you take your hands off the bars, the bike front end will fucking kill you. There's no doubt about it. If you're riding a bike with a 12-inch front wheel and a very vertical steering stem, don't take your hands off the fucking bars. I can tell you, I looked in your manual while you weren't there. Nowhere in your manual does it say you're ever supposed to ride with both your hands off the bars. I can also tell you that if you just have one hand on the bar, it's enough dampening that it will not do it. If you have a feather on the bar, you will not fine. do it. You'll be fine. If you wave at somebody, you're not going to die. I've read the internet posts. You're all fucking wrong. Shut the fuck up, Margaret. The bike's not trying to kill you, okay? But everyone ever, if you want to have fun right now, type in Vespa GTS Wobble or Head Shake. And the internet is just going to like, the lights are going to get dim in China because your server is just going to get crowded full of like, yeah, my Vespa tried to kill me for the first mile I had it. And then I discovered I had to put 31.2 pounds worth of nitrogen in the front tire. And then everything was fine again. And I needed 47 ounces of bar end weights only on the left side or whatever. Um, Everybody has beat this fucking thing to death. Here's a tip, folks. If your front wheel is really small, and you have a very vertical steering head, don't let go of the bars. Earlier today, we saw a guy going by here on one of those stand-up scooters Holy fuck, at man. 137 miles an hour. At least. Uh, I'm good. I just got one, but if you want to set it down, that's great. Dan magically manifested beers while you walked it away. It was crazy that the yeah. sonic boom took place like four seconds after he passed. <laughs> and, and, and again, he... I'm not joking. Anybody that was here saw me. He was going four times faster than he should have been going on those children's wheels. And three times faster than he did two weeks ago. Exactly. He, he was insane. It's the same guy. We talk about him every week. Yeah. He just makes the bike faster. Yeah. And now he's added more lighting to it yep. because that's what he doesn't have is visibility. Yep. Yeah. He's basically invisible. But Somebody he's, in my neighborhood has been tuning one of those bolt up motor into a bicycle yeah, thing. Right, yeah. And he's been ripping. He's timing it like soon as the sun goes down yeah thinks he can get away with it and i just hear him coming down like athens athens is the cheater street it is the cheater you're not street. gonna go down yeah. madison no. or one of the main street yeah but athens you can fly you can down, rip there down athens yeah blow through the stop signs and i just hear my hero he's doing plug chops and he's using a fucking sundial yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> hell man and i'm like well he's getting it oh, yeah he's getting it all right yeah <laughs> I remember my first two-stroke. Yeah. yeah. It is It is a funny thing that we have a lot of people in Cleveland who don't have driver's licenses, and they all come into my shop, and they're like, hey, man, I bought one of those bikes. Well, you know, it's a motor that goes in a bike. I'm like, stop talking. Yeah. This is a really crazy time where there's a lot of asymmetrical riding going on. Yeah, there's a lot of asymmetrical. Yeah. Boy, ain't that the case. So here's this the electric, electric shit. And here's this the- electric vehicle. It goes 65. But we can make it for you so it only goes 35, so you can ride it without a license. Check the law. If it goes over 25, you need a license. If it has pedals and it goes over 25, you still need a license. Your state has a, your state has a law that is different than the guy selling it to you thinks it is. And so be very careful because I've had a guy call my shop twice now who wants me to go to court on his behalf because his electric bicycle, he got a ticket for riding his electric bicycle at like 40 miles an hour or something with no license plate, no insurance, no lighting. Class two instead of a class one. Look, it's Ohio. If it has pedals, 
and it goes less than 25, it's a moped, and we have a license plate for such a thing. If it goes over 25, pedals are no, or it has more than one horsepower, it can carry more than one asshole, then it's not a moped, and you need to have a motorcycle license. It can only be, what, 50 cc's, right? 49 cc's, right, exactly. 49 cc's or, or lower. And if you meet any of those criteria, this is literally like this. If you meet any of these criteria, not all of them. There is literally a sheet that you have to check. Yes. Check. Yep. Check. Yes. And once you're all done checking the blocks and you're like, congratulations, I did it. It goes 24.2 miles per hour. It has 49 cc's. It has nine tenths of a horsepower. There's no extra pegs to put Sally on the back. Hey, did John check the, all those boxes off when he bought the verses? Hey. Wow. And when he, and if wow. you do all of that, then they ask you if the bike is in the book. You. And they look in the book of approved mopeds. And if it's not in the book, you're not a moped. You hurt me. Phil, you're overlooking something. Right? Yeah. I saw this afternoon that if yeah. you can stand up while you're driving it, then all bets are off. Then all bets are off. That's all right, clearly. here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, uh, no. Uh, 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 oh, oh. I thought we were going to have a I guess. thought for sure that was the customer coming in at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, what the hell is this guy doing? Oh, he's turning around. The worst turnaround. Asymmetrical ever. driving. Asymmetrical <laughs> driving. <laughs> That's for real. So... But I, I thought that was pretty interesting. So you guys like the Kimco People 150s? Yeah, yeah, yes, very bike. much. Very good bike. Yeah, I, I beautiful color, nice, nice finish. Midnight blue metallic or black? Your choice. The black has an imperceptible amount of metallic in it. <laughs> it said metallic, and I took it out in the sun. I shined very bright lights at it. At no point was I ever metalized. At no point did I ever hear Metallica. So I don't think there's any actual real Metallica in the paint at all. Yeah. Not not feeling that. You got the black edition, black album edition. I got the black, black, black edition. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to have seen it with the windshield. Sandwich of a difference it made. Yeah, well, the windshields haven't arrived yet due to a weird thing called logistics. <laughs> so, yeah, it's in a boat somewhere. It's in a box somewhere. Uh, By the way, the best Halloween costume I've ever seen in my life. Your, your the green. Buddy, the, your buddy Tom uh, Bagel posted or whatever. The evergreen. Yeah, the evergreen. And then you walk into a, yeah, a, a and mall stop. and then you stop so in the stop. doorway. <laughs> yeah, you just block all the traffic going <laughs> through the doorway. There's like 25 people standing behind this. Because you're a container ship. just like, I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then you're going to run into the 14th mermaid that needs to use the bathroom and you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. So our buddy Kurt from Raleigh, Massachusetts um, has been taking some rides and uh, he... He's kind of been commenting on some of the stuff that we were talking about, about our using of the. <laughs> he's off camera, but he's peeing behind, he's peeing behind the tree. All right. Uh, anyway, so we were commenting about the Mustang name for the SUV, the e- eco thing. And he says he's uh, not taking a poop. He says the Mustang name for an SUV. No way. The Chevy Nomad wagon was actually a Corvette wagon. That was uh, the Nomad. But then the, the Chevy, well, there was an actual Chevy yeah, Nomad wagon. Yeah, yeah, there was a, there was both, but yeah. I, I don't know that right. the, there was a Corvette wagon there was a Corvette concept. Wagon. Concept, exactly. But then he says, so, which is really super cool, but the, the yeah. Nomad The came Nomad longer. was a proper wagon. That was a proper wagon. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he, today though, he sends me a picture. It says, welcome to Speculator. And it says, all season. Adventureland. All season vacation land. Oh, vacation, and so he got a picture in Speculator. He says, I'm on my way back from a ride to Tennessee and North Carolina from North, Bo- North of Boston via the Adirondacks. 
I'm staying in Old Forge, so I thought I would ride over and check out Speculator. I can see why it is a popular scooter destination. The lake and the town are very pretty. Unfortunately, I was planning on having lunch there, but every restaurant had the word closed on it, even though there was some kind of festival going on, and the bathrooms at the firehouse were also locked up. Oh, well... For treating the tourists right. Oh, oh well for treating the tourists right. I will have to go back when this COVID thing goes away. Also, the dragon was interesting, but I found the whole area with plenty of exciting roads that were without the traffic. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there's, uh, there's all kinds of great roads that you can go on that are not at the dragon. So, you know, if you want to go and look at a tree covered in plastic or, you know, buy a cheeseburger or a patch of the dragon on it. Yeah. Go to the crossroads of time and check it out. That's wait, all cool. Wait, did he just, was he just there? Yeah. He was just there. Oh, Cause everything closes after labor day. Oh, I think that might've been the problem. He said everything was closed. Yeah. He everything said, yeah. after labor day it closes. And now it's kind of like dead season. Then when it starts snowing, then everything opens up again. Oh, and then it goes until they call it mud season, which is in the spring. And then everything shuts down again. Until it gets warmer, then everything opens up again. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, because when we right. were there, there was nothing open. There was yeah. just a liquor store, which was fine. Yeah. A couple blocks away. Yeah. And that was it. Like, so was- if you guys are interested in doing anything with the dragon, now that, you know, if you're not traveling and just want to know, there is a great Facebook page that I love and I check it daily called Fail of the Dragon. Or Killboy. Killboy's great, but Fail of the Dragon is even better because Fail of the Dragon is like Killboy gone wrong. Okay. It's basically everybody who's left of center on their, you know, boss oh, hoss yeah, trike yeah, yeah. and everything else or people in mid crash. They show all the semis that fuck up. Yep, and, exactly. Uh, Fail of the Dragon. That's what it is. Big semi right in the front page. Those, so. those dudes get fined. Like, I think it's 5,000 bucks because there's giant signs that say you can't take. Yeah, yeah, and it's also just common sense. Right. If you did it once. I tried to drive through there with the Ford Econ Line 350 in a pretty decent-sized trailer one time, and I'll never do that again. Right. So, like, yeah, that's that's the limit. I think I'm going to be in the minority here, but I didn't enjoy the Dragon. Like, for me, my riding style, yeah. I just, I didn't no. think it was anything special. Yeah, it was right. Like, I, I don't right. like sweepers. I like long, like, sweepers. That's yeah. what I prefer. So, well, I am definitely of the mindset that I absolutely love the Dragon. Why? Because no track in the world will ever be tight or technical enough for me. And I believe that if your maximum velocity on any track is 55 miles per hour, you're in a straightaway and you can do that anywhere. But the Dragon is like no straightaways. Also, what bike did you ride? That would have been... Oh, Jesus. Oh, that would have been the Intruder. See? Yeah. It, you take a small CC bike, like a Grom or a 135 yeah. or something, and the Dragon becomes... It's I think the biggest bike I've ever had going through the Dragon was a GT650 Hawk. Yeah. And that was probably twice as much bike as you needed. Yeah. Yeah. When you Yips can are rail, fun, too. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I think my biggest problem was that it was just crowded. Yes. Oh, yeah. And that's why you go on like, a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Well... Yeah. Wasn't my choice. (laughs) (laughs) Have you uh, have you tried the five 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 yet in Cleveland from Zanesville? No, I haven't. So if you look it up, you can look up on the thing. It's it's kind of like the unknown. It's actually it's sick. It's what four hundred and sixty three turns in sixty three miles. Most of them are off kilter, forty five degree angles, and blind. blind. (laughs) They are. It's funny. I'm telling you, done it a bunch of times. It's fucking crazy, but it's fun as shit and. Not a lot. Of, it's not nearly as thing, and they just repaved it last right. year, so it's completely smooth. I like that. It 
As long as it's not busy. Right. <laughs> like, it's, like really, it's really fun following a Tesla doing 12 miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, fuck that Tesla. I enjoy doing the 666 in Pennsylvania. Me too. That's a good run, I like, too. I mean, like, you're going along the Tynesta River. Yep. And it, it was, there's a lot of what you were talking like, about, like, whoop-de-doos. And yeah. A lot of blind turns into the mountain and stuff yeah. where you don't know what's coming Let's around. Let's do it. Side. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I loved it. And you can go to hell. Yeah. Helltown. Yeah. Six, six, yeah. If 666, go to Helltown. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Hey, I live not too far from Different hell, Michigan. Yeah, hell, Michigan. <laughs> oh, every, the year, hell? The, every year, the hearses all meet up in hell, yeah. Michigan. No, I live five miles from there. And there were too many hearses the one year, and the st- the police came in and shut us down and told us we had to leave hell. So, so <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? Phil's on his phone hey, right now. Doing so, all right. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So we read your. So you guys, you probably heard that we read your message to us, um, talking about buying the Moto Guzzi. And, you know, like we said, I can totally understand why you might not want to buy the Gucci, but if you're looking at, we, I think all of us here have a certain amount of respect for a proper big twin. So what did you end up buying? All right. So I'm going to get a 96 soft tail heritage classic. It's all decked out. Send yeah. you a picture of it there. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, just fits my style so much better. I was having so many issues with that uh, that ultra. Like there were issues; it just wasn't fitting my well, style. Now wait a second. Now, yeah. so for anybody was that was with us at AMA Vintage Days, you showed up on that that red, that cherry red soft tail. It was a it was a uh, electric line. Oh, that ultra was classic. that was an ultra yep, classic. 2006. Yeah, yeah. So right. that twin cam engine. Don't know if those, uh, uh, you know, those issues have been resolved or not. No right. records on that. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, it's got a clearance of like uh, five hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you know, it got me out there, got me home, and everything. But uh, it was just one of those. I'm not a sixty-five year old man, and I'm not doing the two-up riding I was expecting to do on it. Be, so I was like, you know what? I need some more style in my life. Now I, I did see that you did try to do a little off-roading on that bike. Well, just a little bit. Once, uh, once uh, half the uh, people at Vintage Days were out of the way, and I wasn't going to get completely run over. Once the, you mean once the whiskey kicked in? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the mishap in my backyard. Yeah, well, I got a picture of I got a picture of a Harley Davidson buried up to about the about to the fuel injectors in mud. Yeah. So, all right. So I've got a little backyard, and I put out um, pavers in the middle so I could have a little fire pit, and then I've got a little walkway that's cement, and I had uh, like some boards, like some particle boards I would put across the inside if I ever had to like like clean the bikes or anything. And uh, so I pulled it in and to wash it, I moved it over, put the front wheel on the pavers, back wheel was off on the uh, the walkway. And I was trying to move it up so I could get it like moved around after washing it. And the, the, the boards just fucking disintegrated right underneath the tire. And it just dug down into the soft ground. <laughs> yep. And what's that bike so way? rain was on the way. And I'm like, oh no, what do I do? I'm like, oh shit. It couldn't get any traction. It was sitting, so the frame was on the pavers with the back wheel down in the, in the dirt. Yep. So, Particle board did what it does. It disintegrated. So I take my shovel 
and I dig out around the rear wheel because I'm like, all right, rain's on the way. I can't just have it like pull up around here. So I dig out a hole so that the rain's not just going to flood the, the back tire completely and leave it sit. And I'm trying to figure out what do I do? Cause I don't, I don't have anyone who can help me move this damn thing. <laughs> And so, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it is. And it couldn't get any traction whatsoever. It just sat there and spun and was just spitting mud all over the place. And now your frame rails are higher than your, uh, your frame rails are lower than your side stand at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were were like that big 40 foot RV at at mid Ohio. It just sat there straight up. (laughs) <laughs> so I had to order like these uh, things on Amazon. I got these. Uh, they're supposed to help you get out of mud uh, to dig your way Traction out of mud. Traction pads. So I had to order these things, and I had to wedge it down under the rear tire, and then it got enough traction on that piece of plastic mud thing did to you get, get me out. Of so did you actually buy sand ladders? Uh, did you buy like big, big orange plastic sand ladders? Well, these things are, are, are yeah, I mean, they were black, but yeah, basically the same, like, you're supposed to just take them, like, if you're four by four stuck in, you know, off-roading or something, and, and you stick them down there so you can get some traction in the mud, or, or if you're in snow, you know, so you can get some traction. I had to get, I, I got a, I got a couple of those, and I put one of them underneath the tire, and it gave me enough traction to get it up onto the pavers, and then I put up, leveled the dirt back out, and got some new wood. And it was enough to get me back out of my backyard. So, we're, but yeah, we're going to say that yeah. maybe the Harley Davidson FLH might not be the best adventure vehicle. In the world. No, no. I mean, oh. it's not it's not exactly backyard approved. No, no, it's not mud approved. It's not gravel approved. It's not snow approved. I don't think it's it's uh, it's pavement approved. It's bar approved. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly it. So, oh, where, yeah. so now where did you come from to meet us at Mid-Ohio? I came from uh, Lebanon, PA, which is out in the eastern eastern side. It's near Hershey, PA. Actually, I'm about I'm about thirty minutes down the road from Hershey. Yeah. And that was your first yeah. time. That was your first time meeting Liza and all the people from the Misfits and, and everybody else. Oh yeah, yep. First time out. So I had heard all of you guys talking about it, and just was like, I got to get out to this. So I was able to get one day off of work. You know, had to work on Friday, but was able to head out late Friday night and rode overnight to get out there for Saturday and uh, spent the spent the, the weekend out there. Oh, so cool having you out. It was it was really cool to have you there. And it was funny because when we were tearing down our camp, we were just kind of like, oh, wow, this guy's being really helpful. Like, you know, whose friend is this? Like, where did he show up from? And we're like, oh, yeah. it's just a podcast listener. And he's just pitching in. It was, yeah. it was super cool. So yeah, that was that was great. So now, what happened? You said you had a little story for me about a '74 Harley. Yeah, yeah. So all right, so I'm dealing with these issues with the Ultra, right? It's just not quite fit my style. It was having weird, weird idle issues. It had a, a shifter leak and, and stuff. Like it was in the shop twice for that, and I'm just like, I'm 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 fed up with this thing. Like I need something else. So I'm looking around, and like I, I told you in my previous message. All right, if I'm going to have an FLH, like, I should just get a vintage one if I'm going to go that route. So I, I look it online, I'm looking on Cycle Trader, and I run across this 74 FLH, nice blue color, has white bags, like hard bags, and a white fairing on it. 69.95, right? I'm like, oh, shit, like, 
you know, like I could probably get this. Thing. Now, wait a second. Now, sixty nine ninety five sounds a lot like a dealer pricing. It, it is. Yeah, it was through a dealer. And um, so, like, you know, I, I check into it a little bit. And uh, dealers about an hour and a half from me on the highway that I go out on. It was actually the Tuesday right after Labor Day. I take a ride up there. And I, I take some back roads and stuff, stay off the highway as much as can. I just I have the day off, try and take a nice ride. I go up there about two hours to get up there. And uh, this is up near Strand and PA. I get up there. Salesman's, you know, he's he's being cool with me and everything. Takes me over to the the extra little building they have all their vintage bikes in, all their older stuff. And he's, you know, he's showing it to me. This thing's kickstarted. It looks super cool. I'm like, all right, like. You know, anyone who knows their bikes, like, they're going to be impressed by this old shovel head, right? And uh, he tells me, well, it's been sitting for a year or two in their, their place, hasn't been started, and there's a leak underneath the thing already. And I'm looking at it like, okay, like, I mean, it's cool and stuff, but, uh, you know, tell you what, like, write me up a bill of sale, I'll get to the credit union when I can, see what I can do with financing, you know, anything like that. What, what can you do for trade-in on my Ultra, right? He takes a look at it. He's like, eh, probably four, you know, 4,500, something like that, right? And, you know, you guys have talked a lot about being a good buyer, and I try to be one, you know, like, to the best of my ability. Like, I don't try and waste your time if I'm not sure about it. Like, I'll just come in and be like, I'm trying to get an idea of things. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time, you know, on stuff. And, uh... Then I get back to work on, on Wednesday, um, and I have super long day. I'm working all sorts of overtime and stuff all through the week. I can't get over to the credit union to even look into this. And on Saturday, I'm like, I, I send him a text, and I'm like, you know, could you tell me, you know, could you write me up a bill of sale with the, uh, the trade-in value on my bike? You know, so that way when I go in, you know, like, this is super cool, you know, but I'm still a little hesitant because it's been sitting for at least a year without running. And the guy's like, his response is all caps in in the text is you can buy this bike tomorrow morning. And I'm just like, so you've had it serviced and it's ready to go. Right. It's ready to ride. And he goes, he goes, no, we don't do that until we get paid. (laughs) And I'm just like, and in my head, I'm just like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, oh, what he's talking he's, about is they're not going to put any time into that motorcycle until they have a buyer for it. So you're going to you're going to buy what is currently being represented as a non-running but existing motorcycle. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Plus, to boot, he goes, and we're not going to do a trade. So I'm like, so you want me to commit to a seven thousand yep, dollar purchase that's exactly on right. a non-running motorcycle, yep. and you're not even going to accept my trade? And you already know, like I live like you know two hours away. Yep. You know, like and what I'm going to get a fucking Uber and pay like hundred fifty dollars to come up here and pick the bike up. That seven thousand, that six thousand nine hundred ninety-five dollar motorcycle was not expensive enough to steal your trade. Yeah, and and that's well because then. Then he goes, all right. He goes, I'll honor this price until tomorrow. And I'm like, well, tomorrow's Sunday. I'm like, so if I put money down tomorrow, you'll hold, hold it until Monday when I can go to my credit union and get the financing. And he goes, no, like I said, I'll hold the price until tomorrow. I let it ride for a week. Okay. okay. Like, now I'm just like, 
you know, dude, like, I get it. Like, you're trying to make a sale. Yeah. I understand. Everyone's in business. But at the same time, like, you know, I, 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 like, I've been busy, you know, and this is a non-running motorcycle at this point. And so I just, I politely respond. I'm like, you know, if you've got other interested buyers, by all means, go ahead. Like, that's no, you know, no problem. I, I completely understand. And he's just like, well, I said I'd hold it till tomorrow. <laughs> Tell him to go fuck his hat. Exactly. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I hear Johnny in the background there. Yeah. Go fuck his hat. And that's what I'm just like, I'm like, okay. All right. You know, uh, you know, uh, that bike's gonna, probably still you know, fucking whatever. sitting there. Of course huh? it is. That, that, that bike didn't, it? that bike's not going to go anywhere until somebody shows them $7,000. So, well, yeah. No, he goes, he goes, I can't, he goes, I let it ride for a week. I can't hold this price any longer. I have rules to follow, and the dealership is making is upping the price by four thousand dollars. So it was up to ten thousand nine ninety five because it didn't oh, sell. God. It hasn't. It's been sitting there for a week, <laughs> and it didn't sell. So now they're going to increase the price. It hasn't sold for a year yeah. and a half. Raise the price. <laughs> that ought to do it. Well, and so I'm like, I'm like, so that's exactly why you're not honor, honoring a four thousand dollar trade in estimate you gave me. you know and I just like I get off the you know I'm, I stop myself and I go you know what I've got a running motorcycle right now it's not in the best of shape but it's running yep why am I gonna like do anything with a, a non-running bike at this point I'm like just and so I just let it slip but it was just one of those like you want to be a good buyer yeah you know, I, I think there's there's good dealers out there too you know I'm sure you know it like make yourself feel good change the oil in the ultra and ride it for another 60,000 miles yeah yep. well well, then I come across, like, I was looking at this other place with the nostalgia. Well, that thing sold all right, and this goes to the snap up the deals while you have them, right? Right. So I see this other bike. I see this this Heritage Classic that they've got. And I'm like, so I go up to this place um, during the week and check them out, and I, I take a look at that bike, and I'm just like, cool. And they come, they take a look at my bike, right? And, uh... They're like, well, how much? How much you looking for? I was like, forty five hundred to five thousand. Right. You know, I'm trying to be really reasonable, and they're like, yeah, you know, some people come in here, you know, wanting like eighty five hundred for it. I said, no. I said, I know how how it works. I get it. You know, like it, it's fine. And they they sit me down and we're we're talking numbers and everything, and they say, well, realistically, with the mileage you got on it, and uh, did you know you got an oil leak out there? And I just throw my head back, and I'm like. Uh, and they go, well, we can offer you 4000 I was like, no, that's perfectly understandable. I'm like, yeah, you guys don't know this thing went into the fucking Harley dealer twice over the same oil leak at the shifter. I don't know what the hell's going on with it, but I'm cutting my losses at this point. So I'm just, I'm going to pick that thing up Monday is the plan right now. Cool. <laughs> so how much do you want for your $3,000? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> So John, John says, well, so much do you want for that $3,000 Ultra? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 4000 trade-in. So. <laughs> no, actually, I, I think you're absolutely doing fine. And the, the biggest thing is, look, I'm a, I can't say shit. I own a Springer, and that's the dumbest motorcycle you can own. There's, there's no way that anybody could ever be like, oh, you know what? A lot of smart people bought Springers. No, it's no. not. It's it's a completely ridiculous motorcycle. 
And sometimes you just buy a bike because you like it. You know, that's and that's just what it is. So yeah, I totally get that, man. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it's so much more my style. Just one of those sit back and cruise. Yep. You know, look like a cowboy. That's perfect. Add more fringe. When in doubt, add more leather. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, cool, man. I wanted to give you a shout. Oh yeah, thanks. Do you guys want to hear the joke? Yes, bring on the joke. You know, we don't have a Chris Smith tonight, so we need a joke. All right, it's X-rated. So it's an X-rated right. joke. Yep. I am a big fan of X-rated jokes. All right. So, newlywed couple. You got Kevin and Susan. They just got married. Everything's going well. But Kevin has to go out of business, out of town on a business trip. He's going to be gone for like at least a month, month and a half probably. He's a little concerned that time. Susie might stray, you know, because it's still hot times for them. And so he goes down to the local adult store and he's looking around at all the dildos and vibrators on the wall. Guy behind the counter goes, dude, you know, what, what you looking for? What can I help you find? So Kevin explains what's going on. The dude goes, all right, I got the perfect thing for you. He disappears into the back for a couple of minutes. He comes out. He does this little cage with a black cloth over it. And he lifts it up and inside... There's a cock with legs running around in a circle in there. Holy shit. He says, yeah, he says, this is Zoot. Now, it's perfect. All you have to do is you tell, you say Zoot, and then you say what you want Zoot to do. And Zoot will do it for you. And he says, the only way you can get Zoot to stop is to say what's on this little piece of paper. And he hands him this little piece of paper, and he says, you say this little safe word, and everything's fine. Zoot will stop what Zoot's doing. You know, a few hundred dollars for this for this little Zoot. Kevin's ecstatic. Takes it home, tells Susie about it. Susie's a little like, yeah, whatever, you know, go have fun. And, and puts Zoot in the closet with the, you know, covered up, and it isn't really thinking about. But a couple of weeks go by, Susie throws in some laundry. And then gets a little randy, right? Goes, you know what? I guess I'll try Zoot. Takes Zoot out of the closet, lays down on the bed, starts having fun with Zoot. You know, Zoot my pussy. Zoot my tits. Zoot my mouth. Just whatever, whatever she's in the mood for at that moment. And then she finishes up. Well, Zoot's still going. And she goes, and all of a sudden it dawns on her. The little piece of paper was in her jean pocket that's now in the wash. So Zoot's still just fucking going for her. And she goes to the wash and she's trying to pull this piece of paper out, but it's all fucking smeared up now. She doesn't know what the safe word is. And she's fucking butt naked. And she slaps Zoot to the side and she goes running into the garage and hops into their car. And she goes tearing down the road. And Zoot comes flying out the garage after her. And she's doing, you know, like 70 miles an hour in a fucking 35. And Zoot's just running down the road after her. <laughs> and there's the fucking cop. And the cop pulls her over for speeding, right? And he comes walking up to the window. Well, this gives Zoot a chance to catch up. And Zoot's at the passenger window just boom, 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 boom. Against the passenger window trying to get to Susie. And she's screaming hysterically at the cop, you know, Zoot's after me, and he doesn't understand. Why is this fucking naked chick speeding down the road, right? She goes, you don't understand. Zoot's after me. Zoot's going to get me. 
And the cop says, zoot my ass. <laughs> that was a fucking long oh, fucking way to get to that. You know what? Zoot wasn't the only thing that had legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I still want to know what was written on the piece of paper. I'm fucking tormented. I just want to know what was on the piece of paper. Oh fucking hell. Alright, man. We're gonna let you go. Right. We're gonna wrap this puppy up. All right, thanks, All right. man. We'll see you around. Cheers. Hey, did, uh, did did do we have any new copy from our our amazing and and you know what I have tuniness? I have I have not checked, but I'm gonna take a look right now and see if we have any fresh fresh copy. But I don't think so. I was hoping there'd be some Halloween copy. Yeah. I wanted there to be some pumpkin spice flavored manscape. I was. Uh, Is your black cat getting a little <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> rough around the edges? I was really hoping well, shave that little right. I was really, really hoping there'd be some more some some truly good manscaped. Uh, but I, I don't think we've got any fresh copy. And I just you know, I know that we've got the September copy, but I, I think we've I think we've read all of that. I we'll think just say manscape five times. Manscape, 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 manscape. Yeah, I mean we're not your kiwis. Look like kiwis. <laughs> look like pumpkins. <laughs> Again, it is going to say autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants, pumpkins, when you're grooming. If you know what I'm saying, make I don't, sure I don't know what you're saying. I don't Phil. know what you're saying. Okay, Steve, make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. I don't know. What is the cuffing season? I don't know. Does what anybody know about this? Is this a regional reference? I'm not getting being so from the Midwest. the nuts off sheep? It's like, it says, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped. Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20 percentages off and free shipping anywhere in oh. the world with the code... Cleveland Moto. That's all one word. What is cuffing? Well, first of all, Cleveland Moto be right there. Right. Thank you, Cleveland <laughs> Moto. Cuffing season refers to a period of time where single people begin looking for short-term partnerships to pass the colder months of the year. Get the fuck out of here. Cuffing season usually begins in October and lasts until just after Valentine's Day. It makes sense, then, for cuffing season to be impacted by the weather. Cuffing season. <laughs> Never heard of it. And where did it come from? I mean, are we talking about cuffing? Like, yeah, yeah. Cuffing? throw a set of cuffs on her and right. lock her up in the I cabin. What the hell, dude? Cuffing season. Season. It probably meant cuddling season, but the guy had a list. <laughs> cuffing season. <laughs> cuffing season. Would, you like cuff, would you like to cuff with me? Cuffing season is Sounds so like called Steve. because it describes the desire to be tied down or cuffed that often arises in colder months. Chris, you're listening. kidding me. That is the most <laughs> fetishy shit we've ever talked about on this thing. And that's like a straight up. Because it's like, hey, wait, hold on. I, there's a little fall in the air. Can you ball gag season? <laughs> it's like, tie me up. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Directly following cuffing season's ball gag season. Right. I'm sorry. Turn off the air conditioner. Yeah. Quick. Get out to get ball gag. Yeah. Right. My favorite is March, though. Anal beat season kicks in and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Oh, that's after Valentine's Day. That's that's January. <laughs> Again, steak and blowjob day is not far behind. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly. But so cuffing season, you want to be tied down. Yeah. You want to be tied down. <laughs> I don't know why you keep looking at me when you say that uh, like twice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the guitarist from a band. There's a band called Faster Pussycat yeah. in the 90s. And I think the lead singer was called, I think his name was Tie Me Down. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah I think that was it. They faster pussycat kids. Look them up. Uh, just play, play, play all of their album "Love Missile" F one eleven or that was Zig Zig. No, Sputnik. that was Zig Zig Sputnik. Yeah, faster put pussycat was Babylon. Yeah, yeah the yeah. song was called Babylon. Play that for your parents. Faster pussycat. The song's called Babylon. It is the most unholy arrangement between oh, hair metal fun. and rap. Yeah. 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 Terrible, terrible. Uh, Zig Sputnik was good though. Zig Zig Sputnik was pretty fantastic. Pretty I'll computer. give you that. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code Cleveland Moto at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off in free shipping with the code Cleveland Moto at Manscaped.com. I don't know why they made it made me read it twice. It says make your balls a priority this fall. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. So I'm wearing this shirt the other day. Manscaped. Your balls will thank you on the back of my shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That The, the giant black shirt with the yeah, big, yeah. your balls will thank you on the back of it. And I completely 100% forgot. I walked down to the to our little, you know, pavilion we have, our pier. And I walked down there. And that was when, like, the five old ladies from the neighborhood all decided to come down. And I'm enjoying a cocktail. And she's like, what does your shirt mean? And I went like, oh, it's you male. I, saw, I was like, it's male grooming products. And she was like, what? And I was like, I'm going to have to show a nut. I think I'm going to have to show one ball to get out of this situation. I think this requires just one nut. Like, oh, look, I sat in bubble gum. You know, like just, just one ball. And I was like, I, I, I really didn't know how I was going to get away clean on that one, but I, I did. I was able to explain the situation. You broke out the goat, man. <laughs> no, he, just, he just pulled a picture of John out of his wallet. <laughs> so. I did go in my drawer the other day, and I went. I, I was doing a little grooming, and I went in my drawer, and I cleaned out. You know, we, we all have that drawer in our bathroom. That's my fucking drawer. And my drawer has 29 years of shaving devices in it. <laughs> I went through a straight razor phase. I went through a safety razor phase, old-timey safety razors. Uh, I got all that shit in there. But I had three different battery-operated oh, yeah. head trimmers, you know, of various different generations. And I can tell you that all three of those have drawn blood. Every single one of them has cut me and bled me. One of them still had dried blood on it uh, from the 80s, no less. But the Manscaped, I got away clean. I, I have not yet bled thanks to Manscaped. So for real, that shit does work. If you've nicked your shit, switch over to Manscaped. You clone yourself from that 80s blood. Yeah, but that was pre-AIDS blood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that gives you an idea how old that blood was. Nobody had to worry about it. George Michael would have lived a long, happy <laughs> life as you know with that transfusion. Oh, that's cruel. Anybody if, got anything else? If Steve nicked himself, period blood would come out. Uh, why? <laughs> why? Oh. He's so mean to me. Yes. I'm going to have Cora bite your balls off tomorrow. So funny enough, I also, way back in the day, basically donated to Elio. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, you're I an idiot donator right? too. I, I'm an idiot too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I just got a fucking email from them like three no, days ago. No way. Literally says, "Sorry, it's been a while since we've talked to you. No we've shit. got big news coming out for you next week. Wait a second. Stay tuned. So wait, 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 wait. So, Elio or Elio, however you want to say it. 
You gave them a hundred dollar deposit. Uh, yeah, hundred dollars. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. So you guys paid a hundred dollars for a three wheeled car that ran on electricity, right? Beautiful car. Four cylinder. Oh, was it? I mean, I sat in them. Oh, you did? Right, they did. They had demos, and it was out at Westlake. Oh shit! Right at that little what mall plaza area. Yeah. I shouldn't say little. Right. Um, and yeah, we sat on. Yeah, wife one sat in the back. Like yeah, it, it, as a driver, it was nice. Fucking cool. Wait, wife right? one. The price yeah, is now thirty five thousand. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Holy now. shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I mean it was. Wait, it was checked ra- out. Are they going to honor the original sixty nine ninety five price tag? No, they're no. going to tell you they're out of business. Right. <laughs> we have big news for you next week. <laughs> no, we're we're going to we're out of business. Your thou- right. for your hundred dollars, we're giving you a brick. <laughs> you know what'd be awesome? You know what'd be and like, a t shirt. You know I wouldn't be mad. If the email came and it's just like the owner of the company with like this horrors everywhere blowing him and he's like, thanks for the money. It thanks worked out really money. fucking well. Hey man, I got a hundred dollars on a cyber truck right now. Yeah. And you know what's funny? The only thing that can make me less excited about the cyber track is truck is all the months that I've actually yeah, not did. gotten one. Right. Yeah. Well, he did just send four normal schmucks to space, so I think yeah. he might be able to deliver you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did you see that Rivian produced their first truck destined for a customer this week? Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Wow, that's something. That That's that's I, somewhat I, surprising. I hope, I hope they fix that, like, ball <laughs> that was connected by one thread <laughs> underneath the fucking suspension that, that fucking uh, our boys from... Hey, uh, look, <laughs> for the record... The fact that the the Rivian broke on that trip yeah. is not the the sad trombone story. No. The sad trombone story is that Harley Davidson no longer sells a live wire. Right. Right. This the fat the sad thing is that all that Harley Davidson marketing and all that Harley Davidson shit and the Harley Davidson jackets and the Harley Davidson everything else that went into that is now literally just like a very plain blue typeface on a white field that just says live wire. <laughs> <laughs> it has lost all of the pull behind it. Like all of the inertia that was like live wire by Harley Davidson. Like one of those good, strong Dustin Elliott reads has turned into live wire. Well, I guess you want an electric motorcycle. <laughs> I was, I was watching something and they positioned the live wire in front of all other electric motorcycles. Like zero got a, like um, a, a mention or whatever, right. even though they've sold Hundreds of thousands yes, more than them. Exactly. Yeah. And that they're a way better right. bike. Yeah, but, they're yeah, like, yeah. but then the epitome of the electric motorcycle, the Harley Davidson live wire. It is not the epitome. According to Harley Davidson, it is the epitome of electric motorcycles. Oh, excuse me, energy energica. Excuse me, zero. Excuse me, everybody. It's not else. the epitome of the American-made electric motorcycle. It's not even no, and it might not be the epitome of a Harley Davidson electric motorcycles. Yeah, but the yeah. other ones don't have like an ass thumper. No, no, they don't. They <laughs> right? do not. Have like, a, they do not have a built-in vibrator. No, but the the, <laughs> the, the Rattler tickler. has a fucking ass thumper right built into the seat. So it does. Uh-huh. It is exactly. So, so I do have. I couldn't find the button vibrator. Yes. Talk about before we leave. Bring it on, dude. Some, some actual motorcycle shit. Chance has motorcycle content. So this Suzuki that I'm doing this this top end rebuild on, right? So the intrusula? That's right. So I decided (laughs) to tear it down because I tested the compression. Compression was low. Piston rings were warm. But prior to testing the compression, what really started to get me digging into it is I was hearing this like siren? 
Yeah, it's, here it's, here it's, here. Here. it's amazing how good Steve's gotten with the Foley. Thank you. That's so all I'm siren. Yeah. I'm basically Michael Winslow it's now. Michael <laughs> Winslow. Here comes a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, oh! They shut down the machine because they knew we were doing the show. Not a guy died. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. They're like fucking shut Can it down. Can we change the code on this one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what initially got me to dig into this, right? Is yeah. I, I'd accelerate real hard, and I'd hear like a a, a knocking sound. Oh, slappy it, slap. Yeah it, yeah, it sounded like the cam chain. Slap okay, around. right, right. So I'm tearing this thing down. Yep. Cam chain like doesn't seem stretched out. I measured it, it seems fine. Yeah. Cam chain tensioner seems fine. All right. So I've got this thing down, top end totally like taken apart, and I can't find out what that initial slapping sound could have been. That yeah. Got me concerned. Yeah, piston slap. You know, I mean that's that's something that Did that happened with the worn piston rings. Yes, they were thin. They weren't yeah, like well, on the side. So what about rod knock? Rod knock is, but in his bike. I don't know if that Suzuki motor would be a candidate for rod knock, but why not? Uh, I guess I would be as I was be as inclined as anything to think that even if your timing cam chain were present, not apparently stretched, but your timing cam chain will have a timing cam chain guide. Uh-huh. And what happens with the, those motors is as they get old and fatigued, the timing cam chain guide doesn't put enough tension on them so that at high RPMs, especially when you back off the throttle, they slap. So that's exactly what it sounded like. That right. plastic yeah. cam chain guide. Yeah. yeah. But in the manual, I've got the factory service manual. Yeah. Thing. It doesn't say anything about checking anything about the guide. No, because it's, like, it's pretty much just. So how they, do you know the they built it? Fucked? Well, you just put new ones in. Just put new ones in. Yeah, you just prophylactically put them in. And there's no, like, when you read a lot of these service manuals, especially if you read uh, actual Suzuki workshop manual, it's going to take a lot of things for granted about your experience as a motorcycle mechanic. Minimal. Right. (laughs) But they're going to just assume that it's going to be like, okay, well, if you've got this situation, nobody would ever open that motor up without replacing those guides. Are they manual or automatic? They're probably automatic. So, because I can't imagine, I'm trying to picture, is an 800? Uh-huh. So, I don't think, I do not, I do not, I cannot picture on the side of the 800 motor it having an accessible tensioner. No, it does not. I don't think it does. No. So, I think that it's just a flat spring in there pushing that plastic-covered metal yeah. rail yeah. against the chain. So, after 40-some thousand miles... Time. Yeah, yeah, catch as catch can, you know, if you're in there, you know, that's what they say, like working on old American cars. If you're going to do a timing belt or a timing chain and you don't do the water pump, you're an idiot. Well, right? okay, so yeah. that's maybe this is opening a can of worms. Yeah. It shouldn't as we're wrapping things up. But, yeah. But so, again, this is the first time I really dug into it. Sure. So I got whole new gaskets for everything yep. that I've taken off the good gaskets. So beyond gaskets. Yeah. What do I need to replace? Well, if you would, if you did a, so if you did a compression test on the motor, Uh so if you did a compression test before you tore the thing down and you had low compression, did you do a wet compression test? Yes. Well, that's how I knew, right? Right. So dumped a teaspoon of oil in there and it went right up. Right. Yeah. So something's obviously either hanging open or valve guides are fucked. There's, there's just massive amounts of pressure leaking out of that thing. Yeah, so, and the exhaust pipes, they're all carboned up. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, right. It's probably been running out for a long time. Right. So I, I guess what I would say, 
immediately when you go when you look at that thing, I would look at my valve guides for sure. I would look at my seating and lapping the valve seats for sure. Uh, th- those would be on my top ten list of things that must be conquered. And then a quick co- check for your valves is turn the heads over, yep. lay them on the workbench, yep. pour some gasoline in them, see if any gas runs out the intake in, into the ports. You know what I'm saying? So fill that little combustion chamber up, yep. let it sit there, and see if you get a dribble of gas. Yep. If you don't, then they might be okay. But while you got it apart, it's a little more pain in the ass tearing them all apart. Yep. But you can lap them and just, you know, well, if you're I mean, that's do it. where I'm at right now, right? Is I've got this whole thing torn apart. If you've got the thing it. torn apart, if you get the thing torn apart and you get the heads out and the heads are sitting apart, and if you're going to go to the step of actually dismantling the heads and taking the heads apart. You might want to buy new valve well, springs. Because you, you right. have to. To get yep. to the cam chain tensioners. Oh, on that one, you have to. Yeah, you have no choice. Apart. That's coming apart. Yeah, on that motor, that's coming apart. So do it. You know, I would say go in and I agree. Really past the hardest part. Yep, I agree. I totally agree. And I would say that that's. In my opinion, I think that I would hit, I would hit everything. I would hit the rings. I would run a hone through the cylinder for sure. Um, even just run a bead hone in it. Just if nothing else, to put a good. Cr- if you're going to put new rings in, motor. you have to hone it. Absolutely. So to put a cross hatch back into the motor, I would go ahead and run run that through it. Uh, I wouldn't. All that stuff is going to be cheap enough. That motor's old enough, and all those parts are going to be reasonable right. to buy. I'd say go ahead and fucking do it. If you're going to do a motor rebuild, do a proper motor rebuild. There's, I wouldn't leave anything out of it. I, I can't think of anything on that job that, that I wouldn't consider to be part of a standard motor rebuild with that motor, with that engine. That The V-Twin 800, it's a fucking good motor, and it will run forever. It's a good fucking proper motor. My curious thing would be like, okay, well... What was the condition that put itself in the position that it gave up the ghost at this point in its life? And that could be something like it was just run at low oil for too long, or it was run on shitty oil or dirty oil for too long, or it was run with an air leak somewhere for too long. And Yeah, I mean, I because so when I bought that bike, it yeah. had like 17,000 miles yep. on it, and there was, yeah, it, it was something that started within the last, like, probably 10,000 miles before I normal car. It was yeah. not, like, inherent when I bought it. It wasn't something that someone else screwed up. And obviously, yeah. I'm, you know, religious with oil changes and everything else. You get a big air leak in a motor. You won't even know it's there. But when you're running a big air leak in town, you'll never, it'll never manifest itself as a problem. You'll never know it. Until your piston gets a hole in it. Exactly. You run a big air leak on the freeway at 80 miles an hour for a day. Then that big air leak is going to create a heat situation that's going to put incredible stress on your valve train. And that's when you're going to see all kinds of problems. So everything, you know, all that stuff is all fine when you're farting around downtown. But the second you take an air leak, even something as simple as like an intake boot on a carburetor, something like a 25-year-old intake boot on a carburetor is going to leak enough air through it that at 80 miles an hour for a 10-hour day, holy shit. Dude, and so the, the boot... That goes from the rear air filter to the rear carb. Yeah, yeah. God damn, that's a pain in the ass. Yeah, so, yeah. So I'm sure that even if it wasn't me, whoever had it before me, yeah. is, it's, there's, yeah. it's something easily that you could not get the seal on. Uh, all I have to say to that is, that's a V2. Try a V4. Yeah. No, so that's, <laughs> the, the one nice thing about the sports that I've yeah. right is 
one carburetor. None of that shit. So no sinking. None of that shit. Hydraulic lifter, yeah. so no yeah. valve No valve adjustments like, ever. No. It can spit oil all at once. Uh, like, no. goddamn, is it? A 1200 Sportster is a very, very easy motorcycle motor to own. That's a great motorcycle engine to own and just to have for a really long time. That open are, valve train, though. What's that? That open valve train, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's what I can tell you about the, the, even the 883s, it's all the same shit, but, uh, as a young fella working on, working on Harley Davidson motorcycles, my buddy was like, oh, well, you know, once you become a Harley Davidson mechanic, you're really going to get a lot of job offers and shit like that. And I had been trained as a Honda mechanic. And then I went to the Harley Davidson class. Oh my fucking God. I laughed my way through it. There was another guy in my class with me who was also a Honda mechanic. And I was like this is like John Deere tractor shit. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, somebody told me that like, oh, Harleys were hard or complicated. He goes, no, they told you once you got your Harley certification, you could really make some money. And I was like, oh yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he goes, quit working on Japanese bikes. Go get a job at the Harley dealer. You'll actually make money because Harley owners think nothing of spending 120 bucks an hour. Well, that's the thing is yeah. everything on that, that Harley motor yeah. is so out in the open. Yes. But that Suzuki, that yeah. frame is so small that they just <laughs> cram shit in there and it's so hard to get the stuff. Those carburetors, my God. It's a because the, the Japanese went, all of this must fit in this small amount of space and Harley Davidson meant we can make the space around it bigger. Yeah. <laughs> we can just take the motor and just make more America around it. You know, have you ever been to Montana? Lots of room. Lots of fucking room. You ever been to Tokyo? Not so much room. <laughs> no fucking room in Tokyo. So, yeah, they have to build everything really tight and on top of each other. And American motorcycles are the same way. There's no reason my, my fucking Road King police bike weighs 850 fucking pounds. That's, a, that's an abomination that it weighs as much as it does. And you're like, oh, yeah, but the power is great and the torque's great. It would have to be. It's the Queen fucking Mary. <laughs> yeah. So I was laughing, though, in this afternoon in the parking lot with James. I was yeah. talking to him about it. And the the biggest gripe I have with this bike yeah. is Harley in their infinite wisdom. They put the overflow yeah. drains for the engine oil yes. in the airbox. Correct. So the oil just goes in the airbox and then just right. shits all over the side of the bike, all Absolutely. over your pants. Yeah. Well, of course, but if you're, you see, if you're a Harley guy, the first thing you it's do... It's supposed when you, to suck back in the motor. Exactly. The first thing you do when you're a Harley guy, of course, is you disable all that emissions shit. You take it all off and you put a Screaming Eagle air filter on it with no <laughs> hoses going into it and you run all and the hoses right out to the ground underneath. Wait, what's the know? karaoke no, thing that goes like a fake blower? This, the, oh, the, the blower charger? Yeah, the butterfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have a ro the road vent. The road vent. <laughs> they have on diesel trucks. And you gotta and, get the, and the guy's hanging right in front of the back tire. The happy jugs. <laughs> yeah. So it literally dumps everything right into your traction, right into your contact patch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the whole thing. The reason that, again, the guy that we talked about earlier, the dude with the 2003, the reason his bike ran like garbage from the day he bought it was because from the day he bought it, the bike never got, like, undealershipped. Like, it never got un-EPA'd. So if the bike would have been bought and then immediately de-EPA'd, he would have been riding it and enjoying it and having fun with it because it's a 1200 Sportster and they're a lot of fun. Run your breather into a water bottle and then you can just dump it back in the bike. Yes, you can literally recycle your oil as many times as you like. I straight up just rode down here with a quart of oil in my backpack. 
We didn't need it. You just had to save that oil. Exactly. Or right, back in. Right. I, I assure you, everything, There's. we know all kinds of motorcycles that if you run them at 85 miles an hour down the road for six or eight hours, you're going to get blow by. That people are like, oh, I don't know. For for twenty three thousand miles, this bike never used a drop of oil between oil changes. Well, then I, mean, I rode across Nebraska. Yeah, and you used a quart of oil. <laughs> no shit. I mean, imagine your crankshaft is spinning there in yeah. an oil bath. Yep. At ten thousand RPM. Yeah. It's making oil mist. It is literally yeah. vaporizing and that mist oil. Is, is making its way out of Bam. your breather, and yep. it's right. not really. It's not, you know, it's not a big deal. It's just you got to capture it and put it back in somehow. Or oh, the, the Honda CV750, the single overhead cam Honda CV750 with its breather on top of the engine cases. It's one of those things that the bike will run so clean. The bike will run so nice. Uh, you won't notice anything until you take the bike out and go 80 miles an hour on the freeway. When you go 80 miles an hour, you're like, what the fuck? I just cleaned this fucking thing. And now there's oil on my exhaust. Like, how did the oil go forwards? I have no idea how the oil got forwards. And then you look and you're like, you know, those had an oil tank, you know, because those had a dry sump. And you look at it and you're like, how the fuck did I run through a quart of oil? I checked this religiously. And how the fuck am I a quart low? Yeah, because if there is a certain RPM that when you get above that RPM, it just becomes a fog. And it just is going to go out any place in the motor it can go out. What the, what you'll find is that it's called windage. Yeah. So there's windage plates and stuff like yeah. that. But it's all meant to control that. That's so when your crank is doing this and it's throwing a rooster tail of oil, that it, it hits something that drives it back down and yeah. everything like that. But it's only good to a certain part. I mean, you, you can imagine <laughs> at 10,000 RPM, oil is fucking everywhere. It's fucking going crazy <laughs> in there, man. It's just going crazy in there. Yep, it is. And on all of our, our race bikes and stuff, uh, you know, when these little motors we were running, they were basically designed to run at 7,000 RPM, and we're running them at 9,000 RPM. And the, the bike from the manufacturer, the bike had this little screw-in mushroom cap. That's all it was. It was just a shaft, a little cap on it, and that was what was the vent for the, you know, water couldn't get into it. If it rained, it, the water would go around it. But that was what kept the oil in the motor. Like, like as though air would oil would go up, it would hit the top of the mushroom cap and it would just fall right back in the motor. Problem solved. But at racetrack speeds, we were just, oil was just dumping on our tires. And people are like, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's a terribly bad thing. So you'd grind the mushroom top cap off and you'd have this like basically a three eighths inch spud coming out of it, this little shaft, and you'd stick a hose on it put a clamp on it and then run it over to like insert name of child's medicine bottle or something <laughs> over here and just zip tie it to something. And yeah, you'd go out in a race and you'd be like, Oh shit, I think I got to dump my catch can. You'd be like, Holy fuck. I do have to dump my catch can. I started the race with five ounces of oil in my gearbox and I have three ounces of oil in here. So I'm in trouble. Yeah. All those high horsepower, like all the drag cars and stuff have those catch cans. In fact, they get a lot of guys get kicked out because if they forget to empty it when they do their next run, it yeah. overflows and then fucks the whole track up for the rest of the day. Uh, the, you know what? Oil management and stuff, when you're using a racetrack with other people, uh, there's all kinds of different rules and all kinds of racing organizations with motorcycles that define some motorcycles have to have a catch can. Some motorcycles have to have a catch tray. And like we were running in a class with motorcycles that were required to have an actual belly pan and the belly pan had to hold like a couple of quarts of oil. 
because in these vintage classes, if the bike sprung a leak, the, the, the day of 60 people's day could be ruined because you just oiled the fucking track. You know, with your two or three quarts of oil in your motor. You know, so, the vintage riders with the turkey baster pan underneath yeah. it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we used to get real creative with all kinds of shit. And, you know, steal a stop sign and bash it into a fucking oil pan under the bottom <laughs> of the bike and fit it between the frame rails and be like, look, it's fucking watertight. No sweat. But you'd realize, like, you come back in after a few heats and you're like, God, there's a fucking lot of oil in there, man. So <laughs> I, I might have a fucking problem. And then just clean the motor off extra good, and it goes through tech, and they're like, oh, yeah, right, okay, get back out there, you know? But, yeah, it is it is a weird thing. I, mo- like, fucking motors are not airtight. <laughs> not by a long shot, dude. Right. So, I know we're getting real late yep. here. I got one last question. Fire away, man. You're here. You drove a long way to be here, Chance. So. I, I got to ask while I'm here. So, I'm doing this rebuild, and so I finally bought myself an ultrasonic cleaner. Oh, a big so, one or a little one? Harbor Freight one, one, like that big? Or like a that big? Bigger. Oh, yeah. so, is so it made of metal or made of plastic? Uh, metal. Yeah. So, so here's my question. So yeah. the, the user guide says right. to just use water. Yes, exactly. Is that right? Just use water. I don't need like a special chemical or... Just no. Okay. You can use water. Okay. But that's not fun. Okay. No, you'd want to get into the lore of parts, ultrasonic parts washing. You want to get into that oil argument. You want to get into the argument, is it better to have water? Is it better to have vinegar? Is it better to have like a little bit of simple green? Is it better to put some baking soda in there? CLR. A little CLR. Well, that's what I'm asking. What's right. The consensus here? Oh, <laughs> you're going to get a hundred different yeah, answers from a hundred different yeah. people, dude. I use super, power, uh, super purple degreaser in mine. Yep. Yep. It's dangerous, though. I If you if you forget and exactly. leave shit in there, it eats the carbs. Also... Yep. If you use the heat setting for a long period of time, it makes your aluminum black. Yep. So you might want to try, if you're doing like carburetors, don't use the heat. Yep. Just use the thing. Okay. Well, so yeah. that's my next Well, you probably, all, for you, starting out, I'd go with like uh, simple green. Is I use simple safe. green, so yeah. What can I not put in there? I'm assuming I can't put, obviously, anything rubber or anything. Yeah, I forget I, about that. I kind of thought the so best not, thing would be like parts cleaner, like the enzyme parts cleaner that like, you run through a parts cleaner. Regular, so, regular simple green will turn some parts like black. Black, yeah, there. especially so if you use the, the heat. Simple green, um, like the um, the disinfectant yep. version. Okay, it doesn't turn the parts black. Yeah. So yeah. like, like for instance, like my piston heads, right? Yeah. They're super got a lot of carbon on top. Can I throw those things in there? Is that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's the real rule. See what is, happens. You know, it'll either take it yeah. off or it won't. The you truth. might have to do a little bit of mechanical clean, you know, yeah. scrape them a little bit. What I will stuff. tell you is if you have anything that's uh, so carburetor bodies mm-hmm. are made out of an alloy, pot metal alloy that is particularly vulnerable to some uh, some caustic uh, detergents and it will it'll open up the, the 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 casting. It'll like cause them to scale. And basically what they'll do is they'll like delaminate or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But they will no longer become, they will no longer be airtight. And so it will now leak from every fucking where. So that's a really, really bad idea. So for carburetors and stuff like that, going with simple stuff like going with water or going with with, with any no, of the... And like, the, the carburetors yeah. on this aren't too bad. I mean, no. I've been pretty good about, you know, yeah. cleaning them with, yeah. you know, chem tool and, and that yeah. shit. But so... 
But do, this you, is uh, do you degas the, like the liquid in the oil. ultrasonic first? Sure. So I haven't right, even used something it. That I just 20 out. minutes. Run it 20 minutes right. to get Whatever. the gas right. that's in the liquid exactly. out, and it'll use be much gas. more effective yeah. cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, running it empty for a good half an hour, uh-huh. running it empty for you know several cycles, it's a really good move okay. to make sure that what you're putting in there is... Uh, as close to an inert solvent as you can be. Because remember, what you're paying for is the vibration. Right. So what you're paying yeah. for is the vibration. Anything beyond that is gravy. So I love going on internet forums talking about like, well, I only use, you know, uh, two drops of ivory soap and I only use... I wanted to try pine salt. Right. So there are a lot of people that use pine salt. People believe in pine salt. People believe in the simple green. People use the, the purple dawn. Dawn, exactly. Like purple power is dangerous. I don't recommend. I can that. tell you right now. I will. I have only used purple power on seriously shit that was like, if this disintegrates, I don't care. But I've tried everything, and it's like I think purple power is the next best thing to like coal slag black blasting, like like sandblasting with yeah. black beauty. Yeah, yeah. Because I tell you, there was shit that I used aluminum silicate on at 120 psi sandblasting that I couldn't get clean and I stuffed it in with purple one uh, cut one half to one. Yeah. I wouldn't even, I don't ever use it a hundred percent. Oh God. No, no, it was, it would be like, so it'd be one half to one. So it'd be one part purple, three parts water. Sure. And I use that in my ultrasonic in the little one and it's still destroyed shit. Like it's still, you can't forget about, you can't leave your carburetors overnight. They'll have like a little etch line where yeah, the will. water line was yep. and they'll start cal- like building this, Lime scaly yep. shit, like oh, yeah, like, it's not worth the time. It's good if you're going to clean the carbs. Is that and rinse CMHA them. or is that Cleveland? That was Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay, all right. Yeah. There was a nice unit that went by yeah. earlier. Yeah, I like that. It was funny that they both went by lights but no sirens. It was very courteous for the podcast. <laughs> nice of them. Yeah. Our podcast listeners don't think they're being pulled over right now, which is really nice. Yeah. Purple powers. If you want to do something dirty, yeah. something bad. You're going to watch it. You're going to, you know. I got to tell you, I use purple power at the shop all the time. And I basically, the best thing for purple power is concrete. Like if you want to clean concrete, purple power is your friend. (laughs) If you want to clean a dirty motor, fucking step away from the purple power. (laughs) That shit will take skin off a mechanic like that. Like these guys are using it. They'll come in. My wife's car the one time and started eating the paint. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had a mechanic who came forward to me and he's like, my hands hurt. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? He's like, my hands just hurt. I'm like, did you wash them? He's like, yeah, I washed them, but they feel weird. And they just hurt. And I'm like, what were you using? And I have a vat, like the 10-gallon, the you know, industrial-sized barrels of state chemicals purple cleaner in the back. And he's like, that. And he's got a spray bottle. Oh, and I'm shit. like, were you using it straight? And he's like, yeah, I'm using it straight. I'm just spraying it on these, like, parts and everything. No gloves, no nothing, using it straight out of a sprayer. And I'm like, well scientifically the sprayer is supposed to fail to protect your hands, but apparently it was a really good sprayer. So, and he's like, yeah, my fingers hurt so much and I don't have any fingerprints anymore. My hands hurt. And I went to the bathroom. I'm sure it has lie in it. It gives you that same feeling when you work with lie and your fingers are slippery. Even after, you know, they've been cleaned a thousand times. You can't make them stop being slippery and you don't have any more fingerprints. That's just your skin melting. I'm telling you, dude, <laughs> purple power does not fuck around, man. Yeah. That shit is serious. Simple green, yeah. 
it's pretty violent. I gargle with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's minty. Look, I know all the uh, the right on your clothes. You get spots on your clothes. Yeah, the simple spots. green works for a lot of stuff. And I I always anytime they give you the deal where you're gonna get the 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 one gallon jug and then also the sprayer for like ten bucks, sign me up for that all day long. But they're I heard, good. I heard it cures COVID. Yeah, <laughs> only if you put it up your butt, oh. Keister. Keister, <laughs> it only works if you put it up your butt, Steve. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, you forgot about the rule. That was a white Another shirt, lieutenant. That you got it. Yeah, that's a lieutenant. Shirt. Yeah, they might have somebody. They might somebody have somebody in the hospital there that down at Fairview. They got to work on because that's why there's no lights or no sirens, rather. Yeah, something's going on down there. Anybody got anything else? Fuck oh. it, it's another podcast, man. That was podcast 343. Which you probably could have seen if, if John would have put the sign back in the scooter. <laughs> oh, back in the scooter? <laughs> yeah, you're getting like, oh, there's a scooter there, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, that was it. So it was a lot of fun having you here, man. It was yeah, very yeah, good having you again, man. Chance. Great having Chris back out. Very cool. People don't know this. Don't forget your cooler, Chris. You <laughs> <laughs> bust out the duct tape. I'll take it home. Well, Chris let everybody ride his AK-550. Yeah. So yeah, thank that, you. That was very oh, fucking. Cool. That thing is fucking sick, man. Yeah, that Anytime. was very cool. He, he did not, I I bought a vit pillin between last podcast and now, and so when I said we were test riding bikes, I think everybody here thought they were going to ride a vit pillin tonight. Yep. Yep. Maybe next week we'll see what happens. I probably wouldn't have came if I didn't know we weren't riding that. <laughs> <laughs> the previous owner of the vit pillin was like a hundred pound girl, so it's got like. Uh, the basic, Bag. the rear shock is purple and it has unicorn horns on it and stuff. It's purely not for me. Yeah. So uh, we got to get the proper, get a proper rear spring on the back. So it'll, it'll take our weight. To, to compress the spring, you didn't even need fucking uh, wrenches. You no. Fucking using your finger. No, no. I just said smaller. <laughs> <laughs> I said smaller and it went smaller. Yeah. <laughs> was it? It's one of those ones that somebody's lowered it so much you can't use the side stand anymore. Yeah. You have to lean it against buildings. Off. They exactly. cut off three inches. Of I'm side so stand. happy they didn't cut the yeah. side stand at this point. That bike has 800 miles on it. Oh, geez. you're like, oh, that was 800 miles for somebody to realize they bought the wrong bike. Yeah, yep. I'm very happy to have it. I don't know how long I'm going to have it. It probably won't be long. But in the meantime, I have a sewing machine that's disguised as a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Kverna? Yeah. When I'm done riding it, I can go embroider clothing on it. Every time I ride it, a bunch of little Chinese ladies follow me home. They're it's like, probably pretty good because they have right, to make jeans. They're right next to the Germans, aren't they? They are. They are it's the Germans. This Gverna. This Gverna. I always think of the Swedish fucking chef. Don't know why they call me. Why do they call me the Sweet? I'm Norwegian. All right, guys, ride fast and take chances. Press the right button. It sounds good on these mics, though. It does sound nice.